Aloha and welcome back, international friends. Once again, my name is Brendan and you're tuned in for another Paradigm Shift Central Synergy Circle broadcast presented here today on November 10th, 2019, broadcasted live. Another opportunity for us to be able to come together as conscious community, to be able to grow, to be able to learn, to be able to evolve here as a collective team of shifters, people who are actively helping assist with the shift in consciousness through acts of creativity and compassion. And once again, I am joined live on air by some fellow amazing leading members here within the community. So fellow amazing leading members of the community, gently go ahead and unmute your microphone and join me in saying hello to all the amazing people who are tuned in tonight. So go ahead, everyone, just gently unmute your microphone. It's a full moon tonight. Let's hear them wolf howls. Send them the love. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining in once again. For those of you who are here on YouTube, do me a favor and drop an 1111 in the chat to confirm that you can hear me okay as we get things rolling here for another opportunity for us to be able to, as I said, come together as a community to be able to check in as we get ready to move through this beautiful 1111 Stargate. And we're going to be going around the circle pretty quickly as we introduce some of the fellow leading members here in the community. We'll give a general introduction for those of you who may be brand new to the broadcast. And then from there, we're going to be reflecting as a team through just kind of like open style discussion where we have been, where we are now, and where we are going. In the intention that as we as we get ready to move through this 11-11 Stargate, it's a great opportunity for us to be able to reflect, for us to be able to cultivate intention on where it is that we wish to see ourselves, where we wish to see ourselves in, let's say, 10 years from now. And in the same way, also talk about where we have been 10 years previous from now. So do you remember, do you remember back in the day, back in the days of 2008, where was the shift in consciousness then? then? Where have... Where were we? How much have we evolved? How much have we changed? How much have we shifted our paradigms? And so that's a very exciting conversation for us to be able to explore as a team. And thank you again, everyone, for being here, for joining in. If it's your first time here, go ahead and drop a 222 into the live chat. And if you are on Facebook, go ahead and jump over to YouTube at youtube.com forward slash Skull Babylon. And if you are on either Facebook or YouTube, please feel free to like this video. And if you happen to be on Instagram, go ahead and swipe up on my Instagram story to tune in properly for the broadcast as we continue to, again, practice coming together as a team, to evolve as a community, and to be able to cultivate inspiration as we continue to move forward as shifters, as light guardians, as people who are dedicated to this calling of helping assist with the shift in consciousness. And so for those of you who may be entirely new to this, we've been doing these broadcasts for quite a while here through Paradigm Shift Central, which is a portal for inspirational consciousness shifting media. And again, about being able to help build this team, this team of shifters. And so when we do these broadcasts, I really like kind of focusing on that idea of bringing it back to that archetype of the round table, the Knights of the round table, that Arthurian legend, that Arthurian myth of people of noble virtue coming together to be able to not only work on themselves, but to be able to ask the question of what is needed to be able to share their deeds, their missions, their quests, and to be able to show up in service for each other, for the community, and for the collective. And so I am honored to be joined here, as I said, by fellow leading members here within the Paradigm Shift Central community, aka our light guardians, our shifters. And if you're tuned into this, you are a shifter, you are a light guardian, you are a part of the team. And if you would like to be able to learn more, be sure to check out more at paradigmshiftcentral.com. You can click some uh, cool, some cool mysterious buttons there to be able to learn more about the project and to also be able to connect to our team chat, our Discord server as well. 
and also you can explore more of the conscious content being created by communities as a project continues to evolve so tonight here we are joined by as i said my name is brendan aka skull babylon mystic spider-man on instagram and we have percy percy go ahead and just give a quick wave we'll go around with proper introductions in a second percy joining in with us again tonight and of course we've got willow willows right there awesome thank you so much Willow, for joining and we've got bevan as well so bevan thank you so much for joining so before we go around the circle just some quick simple reminders if you haven't already yet you can also subscribe to us on itunes at paradigm shift radio there's literally over like a million past broadcasts no, I lied. A billion past broadcasts for you to be able to check out. Um, seriously, there's more There's more podcasts that you can find there uh, than you'd even probably be able to listen to in a lifetime at this point. But again, that's part of the story of the fact that we've uh, been doing Paradigm Shift since uh, 2010, so about 10 years now. And uh, it, part of that is also being able to reflect back within this broadcast on like where Paradigm Shift was 10 years ago and how it has continued to evolve. So I'm pretty excited to be able to delve into that and for people to get to know more about the project. And again, as we do this, uh, some other simple reminders, you can follow me on Instagram at Mystic Spider-Man and also look up Paradigm Shift Central on Instagram. We're going to be doing some more updates for our Instagram team page in the coming future. And part of the vision behind that is to be able to help feature a variety of conscious creators within the community. So that's a really exciting part of the of the project that I'm looking forward to being able to like focus more of our energy into as we move in through the, uh, the ends of 2019 and into 2020 as well. You can also check out more at patreon.com forward slash Brendan Culleton, which is where you can support the work that I do as the as one of the captains amongst captains within the project to be able to help continue to do this as my full-time devotion and to be able to help serve the community. And yet when you sign up for the Patreon with monthly micro donation, you are also getting support in return, plus the option to be able to join as a leading member at the $11 a month to be able to come on air for these broadcasts. And also when you sign up, you can also get one of these super dope, beautiful light guardian crystals. Uh, this is one of the new Lumerian ones that I made. This one's like super, super huge. This one might be for me. I haven't entirely decided. I, I really, really like it. <laughs> it's like freaking huge, right? It's like it's literally this lightsaber. Uh, but again, be sure to check out those at through the Patreon, but also at questitemshop.com. And when you sign for the Patreon, you can get some cool perks that allows you to get those at a super affordable option. And uh, yeah, thank you again to all our Patreon supporters and everybody in the community. Your support helps make this possible. So let's get rolling into some of the, some of the, again, the intention of this broadcast. So what we'll do from here, we'll just kind of talk a little bit about like who we are, some basic introductions and updates on projects, things that we got in the works, things that are, 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 are we're moving forward with as entrepreneurs and as creators or any sort of update that you would like to bring to the circle in terms of like the shift in consciousness from your perspective. And part of that is to be able to practice sharing, to practice coming together, to practice collectively, like bringing forth inspiration and wisdom into the circle and Again, for us to be able to practice documenting each time we do this broadcast, it's literally like us checking in as consciousness. It's just like, where are we? Where are we right now? Like, what have we done? What has happened within the shift in consciousness? And so we'll delve a little bit deeper into that as we, once we go through the introductions. And again, we reflect as a group on this question of like, where have we been 10 years ago as a collective shift in consciousness? So just as a quick introduction, uh, as I said, my name is Brendan, Mystic Spider-Man, Skull Babylon on Instagram. I've been creating conscious media for quite a while and uh, some projects, some things that are primarily on my focus right now uh, has been creating some awesome light guardian crystals. That's what I was doing last week. I got like a box of them off to the side right now. And in the next coming week, as we move through the 11-11, we're actually going to do a special broadcast on the 11-11. So that's going to be November 11th, Monday, 11 
Monday, November 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And part of my focus right now is being able to like bring forward that story. Um, and that's what I was working on before we started this broadcast. I was just like up at the coffee shop and really allowing myself to be open to the idea of like what story needs to be told. And if you haven't tuned into some of our guided global meditations, uh, definitely feel free to check it out because they are a treat and it's going to be like a visceral story experience. So these are like very, very powerful meditations. And again, you can find those through my uh, YouTube at Skull Babylon and the link's already online for that. So that's part of my focus right now. And as I already mentioned, the next week, I want to be able to like really uh, bring, bring some breath, bring some life into the Paradigm Shift Central team page to the vision that I want it to match, which is again about being able to like use a single Instagram page to feature a variety of creators. And as that Instagram page grows, the individual people who we help feature get published to this global audience. And then it helps connect more people back to their work and connects and it helps them uh, be able to serve and connect with more people. A big part of the intention behind this project for myself is really like, what can I do? What can we do as a community to be able to help support each other as creators for me to be able to help support my fellow conscious creator friends. And so by us building the paradigm shift central team, Instagram page over time, that's a really powerful idea. And what happens once it gets to the point where like literally any video we post there is getting, you know, like over 50 comments, like over, you know, like thousand views. And so like that comes a very powerful thing because we'll be leveraging content that's already created by people who are already like well-established creators in the community and then people who may just be like starting off you know so uh not to like not to like put anyone on the spot for example bevan is going to be like she's working on her youtube content and we'll hear a little bit about that tonight if she would like to share uh because it's something that we talked about in the last broadcast but again like for someone who has like you know Bevan's done YouTube stuff before, but now it will be cool for her to be able to like be one of the faces amongst many faces that are featured through this team page. And by her putting her stuff through, it will help her like boost her subscribers, boost her viewers, connect more people back to her, even though she may be like newer to it. And so if that sounds like something you want to be a part of, uh, definitely feel free to connect to our team chat, send me a message and you can connect as a leading member to be involved uh, through our team page and other content creation as well. So other than that, um, oh, the other big thing that I'll just share real quick. This is actually like huge news. Uh, I'm actually going to go see Tool live in uh, Toronto on November 12th. So like in two days from now, I'm actually going to go see Tool um, with some friends. And we're like taking a bus down together. And uh, that's going to be a very like psychedelic experience. Uh, and I'll try and document it in some way. I'm probably going to try and get some like interviews with some of my friends there. Just kind of like collectively document like why is tool so important why is tool such a consciousness shifting musical like experience that so many people relate to uh for those of you who are familiar with tool uh you know that like their artwork is all like integrated with alex gray uh it, it's very conscious themed it's very much about shifting paradigms about expanding the mind about connecting with like higher dimensional psychedelic consciousness and uh that comes through in like their stage shows and i did see tool once live in 2011 um there was a video that i made of that but it uh got taken down by uh youtube just because it included like footage of tool and tool just like kind of does that but i'll i might upload it to uh my instagram again just for fun but anyways that's basically all the updates that i'm going to share for now and i'm looking forward to being able to kick some butt as we move through the rest of this month together and uh again i'm looking forward to being able to help uh, just continue to evolve the project and for it to serve as a platform for all of us to be able to grow together. So 
Cool. Awesome. Thank you so much everyone for listening. We're going to pass the talking stick around now. And uh, for those of you who are here in the YouTube chat, thank you so much. Please feel free to share a little bit in the chat. Like what are some of your intentions right now? Like what are you working on right now? Uh, we'd love to be able to hear about that. Quick shout out to those of you in the Instagram. We got, uh, we got Eugene, one of our Patreon supporters and leading members. Uh, we got Wizbold, uh, another awesome conscious musician. Uh, we got Soggy who uh, maybe a new person and a few other people who are joined in and and thank you again for those of you tuning in on uh, Facebook as well. Nakota and Jamie and Joe and Jackie as well. So wherever you happen to be, thank you so much. And let's continue to go through the introductions and then we'll get into the discussion of where were we as collective consciousness 10 years ago? Where are we now? And where are we going as we move through the gate, the 1111 Stargate? And uh, all said and done, this broadcast will probably be less than two hours. And before I pass the talking to the ground, I'm just going to take a moment here to drop us into a space of just kind of like chillness and just connect with our breath. So I just invite everybody here to just like close their eyes. Now that I've like gotten all that information out of the way, I can slow down, be more present. And I just invite everyone to connect with the breath. And as you do this, maybe this is like the first time today that you've actually like really slowed down to connect with your breath. And so just observe what that feels like as you just kind of like shift into this very chill vibe. And that's the vibe that I am very grateful to be able to bring into the circle and just kind of imagining us all almost kind of like sitting on the floor of a yoga studio, sipping on tea and just having conversation and opening our hearts and sharing inspiration and being excited to be in each other's presence, to be able to hear, to hear from each other and to grow as a collective. So let's take a couple more breaths here. Just put your hands on your heart if you choose. Just breathe into a space of gratitude, feeling this connection the sense of community, the sense of unity. Beautiful. And so at any point throughout this broadcast, please feel free to just kind of remind yourself of your own breath, bring your presence back to the breath at any point. So, all right. So with that said, we're going to pass the talking stick around to uh, Willow. Willow is going to introduce themselves and then from there we will hear from either percy or bevan and uh yeah at this point uh shorter introductions as much as you wish to share and then updates in terms of things you're working on things you're doing to help assist with the shift even any community events you may be involved with and uh and then from there we'll go around in a little bit more so uh will you're good to go yep cool, Hi, sweet. all right hello oh, sorry okay passing it over to willow now willow go right <laughs> Hello everyone. Uh, my name is Willow, aka Prince Willow, on all social media, and I am grateful to be here with everyone. I've been looking forward to this all week. It's been very nice. It's something that has been very close to my heart, especially as this entire week has been leading up to this eleven eleven shift, and I've been focused heavily on meditating and trying to stay centered. There's been a lot going on when it comes to astrology and a retrograde that, of course, is affecting a lot of people, but I'm very happy to just try to stay centered and trying to focus on bringing uh, messages together, um, bringing more people here to Paradigm Shift and being able to connect with 
like-minded individuals. Um, right now I'm focused on a couple different projects, but nothing too direct. Right now it seems I've been really hearing the sounds of the universe to tell me to just calm it and listen to the wheels turn as things are unfolding on their own. So I'm really looking forward to tomorrow's meditation. Even here, I will be doing some meditation out in the forest locally here and then joining the group here. So that's me for right now. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Willow, for sharing. And again, for anybody here in the broadcast, uh, if you want to post your own links into the YouTube, you can, but we'll include anybody's links in the broadcast into the show notes afterwards as well. So be sure to connect with Willow on Instagram. And that is, uh, it's literally Prince Willow on Instagram, but spelt W-I-L-L-O-U-G-H. Is that correct? That's correct. Okay, cool. So be sure to check out the show notes if you need a direct link for that, aka if you're listening to this in audio form in the future. All right, so with that said, we'll pass it to either uh, Percy or Bevan. Who would like to go next? Either or. <laughs> um, I guess I'll go. I'll go next. <laughs> okay, cool. So, Bevan, go right ahead. So I am Bevan. Um, my YouTube channel is Bevan Heaven. And then my Instagram is uh, Heavenly Being with two Bs, like a B, 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 Heavenly Being dot one eight three. Um. So I am. I guess I I call my I would call myself a mystic and um more of a a magi type of mage, uh very earth connected as well. Um, and many things. <laughs> um, right now, I have a few different projects I'm working on. Um, currently, I'm starting up YouTube videos like Brandon mentioned, and I'm actually going to be publishing my first YouTube video tomorrow in an ongoing series of videos, um, just talking about different subjects um, a lot of them are on like spirituality and um, healing, integration, embodiment, um, also on holistic health and living in harmony with nature and all that good stuff. So, yeah, that's my update. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Thank you, Bevan. I'm excited to, uh, yeah, again, be able to just see how the creation process for that unfolds. And and again, you know, with, with video, I think it's great to really just kind of giving ourselves that freedom to play with it, that, that freedom to just kind of like be able to set that intention of like, okay, I'm going to put the camera on. I'm going to pick a target. I'm going to pick a topic. I'm going to like set an intention for this video and I'm just going to record five minutes straight or maybe 10 minutes straight. And then, you know, cause there's different styles of video editing. Some of them will be edited. Some of them might have music. Some of them might have more of an introduction, but it's great to be able to just kind of like have those freestyle raw pieces of content too, even just as practice to kind of work up to more of that like edited content. Do you think some of your first stuff, do you, do you visualize it as being like kind of one shot raw takes or do you kind of see like also doing the editing version uh, at some point? Um, probably more one shot raw takes at first, but I'm sure that will evolve and I'll start editing and making it more snazzy in that way. 
<laughs> totally. The the schnazzier the better. Mm. That's that's exactly what they taught me in school. That's what I paid thousands of dollars to learn. Um, <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, no, I'm excited for that. And, and again, for, for everybody here, I, I, I definitely within part of like my individual intentions, uh, by the end of November, I'm setting the intention to have some sort of special broadcast that will just be for Patreon members and leading members uh, focused around like the, the, the top like 10 steps to getting started as a conscious media creator. Or, or something along that lines. I still have to sit with it and meditate it. But again, it will be like me helping just give you guys more of, of uh, a manual and a resource that will be able to like give you additional direction to be able to say like, okay, sweet. Here's how I can get things started as a, as a video creator, as a poster on Instagram, as an editor, as a graphics artist and things like that. So kind of working with a little bit of the skill sets um, that anybody can learn to be able to practice expressing themselves as creators. So uh, looking forward to sharing that. So Bevan, thank you again, and, and I'm excited to, like I said, be able to see uh, what creations come from your awesome, magical, wizardy mind. So. <laughs> Thanks. Cool. Okay, cool. So we'll pass over to Percy next. Percy, you ready to go? Oh, pass yeah. Over to you. I'm ready. All right, when you're ready, go. <laughs> Excellent. Um, hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Percy. Yes, uh, I, this is the second time I'm here. You may have seen me or not. Uh, there you go. I am a visual artist, um, and uh, among other things, really, I'm a very spiritual person, and uh, I have gone through quite a convoluted story, but I am currently working on a graphic novel, um, as well as uh, taking care of my own learning, because the uh, kind of work I'm doing with this graphic novel is um, very in-depth. It's got a lot of layers, and uh, uh, like an art piece that it is, it's also very personal, and it is leading me through a very intensive healing process as well as it's happening um and it's very interesting um updates uh they come from different places i've been literally working on the next installment coming up uh next uh on the 20 between the 19th and the 20th of this month and there's a little sneak peek and there's my main character it's a lucid dreaming sequence where he is uh, uh seeing himself as a child with his heart locked as a gate behind him and he creates portals by creating pictures in his dreams so he's uh, trying to get to the root of the wound in his heart and the thing is that this is a topic that i feel that is resonating in so many places in the world in social terms in political terms and between each other and within ourselves and also you know working a lot with um uh in a sense, the human spirit. One second, I think we might just have a glitch with Percy, so we'll give it a second to see if he's still there. Percy, are you still there? We'll give it two seconds then, so. Okay, so for those of you who haven't yet, you can check out more of Percy's work. He does have a Patreon as well, and I'll post a link for that into the show notes, and that is at patreon.com forward slash PC the golden and PC is Percy's initials and the golden is the name of the comic that he is working on and you can also find that on the website individually for that which is percycampos.com forward slash the golden and I'll post a link for that and definitely definitely check it out again like that'll be just one of the many many things that I will be looking forward to being able to just for example share through even like the team Instagram page and just through general social media posts as well and having that featured through the website 
And like I said, Percy looks like he just dropped out of the chat. So I want to be able to give him a few extra moments to be able to sync back up. And again, I think it's great to be able to have a variety of people within the team who have different skills. So I mean, for Percy to be uh, more involved as a visual artist is incredibly beautiful for us to be able to see and explore uh, as a team. And so I'll check with Percy online it could be like a whole issue with his computer so we don't want to hang around too too long on that and if that's the case we will just kind of move into the next topic of discussion but definitely before we do that just reminding you to be able to check out more of percy's stuff through the website links and again percy campos p-e-r-c-y-c-a-m-p-o-s dot com forward slash the golden to be able to check out the graphic novel that he is working on and to be able to check it out on patreon as well and i look forward to being able to again just be able to see where the story on that goes it's uh i've said in the past broadcast with any of you who are like familiar with like neil neil gaiman's work neil gaiman's work uh in terms of like sandman and stuff like that there are any th there's a lot of like graphic novels out there that are really pushing points back in we'll pass the talking stick back to him but in the meantime we'll keep moving the show forward and get into the discussion of reflecting on where we have been at uh, where we have been 10 years ago as a collective as a collective consciousness and, and as well as like you know where the paradigm shift central project was uh, about 10 years ago give or take and again kind of envisioning where are we now where are we moving towards and this is also relating around the question that we often bring to the circle here of what is needed what is needed from us as community so speaking of community if you are watching this in this moment please already if you if please if you haven't already uh like this video on youtube and please feel free to share it with your friends and even just jump in the live chat jump in the live chat and be a part of the discussion and just let us know that you're tuned in i think we got about like probably over 25 people tuned in live across multiple platforms right now so thank you again everyone for being here so the 11.11 portal, like I said, a great opportunity for us to be able to reflect where have we been, where are we now, where are we going? And so 10 years ago, the world was a very different place. A lot of that was based on the fact that the technology that we were using was also still very different, very much like in its primordial stages of evolution uh, compared to what we have now. Though even still, just kind of like going back even before 10 years from now, you know, like... I know for a lot of people, there was a big shift in consciousness that would have happened around the year like 2000, around the year 2001. And I think that's kind of like when we as individuals uh, were really starting to tap into this idea of like, my goodness, we are more connected than we realize. My goodness, there is more to this reality than, than what meets the eyes. My goodness, uh, Plato's allegory of the cave is actually like alluding to something that can be compared to in today's day and age. My goodness, the government doesn't necessarily always have my best interests. And even though people are so-called quote unquote experts, uh, maybe we shouldn't believe everything they say, or maybe we should more so just be encouraged to think for ourselves. So for myself, kind of like thinking back on where I was at, I was very much in this stage where I was still in another layer of sleep. And I think that's kind of a thing to keep in mind is that throughout this journey, this is us kind of like waking up through like layers of sleep or layers of wakefulness. Um, there's periods where, again, I can remember like being in high school back in early 2000s and uh, not that I wasn't conscious, but I was very much just kind of like following the tracks before me. But I was starting to ask questions. And as I was asking questions, 
I for myself was beginning to again awaken to ideas such as sacred geometry as above so below um, I specifically remember really like the moment when the as above thing really started to click and, and I really started to like see the world as a fractal around me and so I'll just say a couple more things and I just kind of want to open this up to again just a group discussion and let's reflect as a group you know like Bev and Willow like remind us remind me like do you remember where you were at in like early 2000s type thing and so just uh to set this up to pass it off i think it's interesting because again it's also acknowledging that what is our objective what is the tangibleness to what it is that we're talking about here and what we're moving towards and i think the thing especially relative to today's day and age when we're talking about like my goodness like this world needs saving this world needs saving we have to save the world that's what we're here to do and we talk about that, you know, we're like real world superheroes. And that's like our, our, our manifesto to be able to do that. But to be more specific, it's not the world that needs saving. It's the consciousness that needs shifting. If we just focus on, on trying to sh save the world um, without acknowledging that consciousness is actually what needs to be shifted, then we're kind of skipping a step. And that's for me, what I feel is like the intention behind this project, why I was called to create it and why so many of us are tuned into this broadcast and feel a resonance uh, with what it is that we're doing here. And um, with what it is, again, that, that, that we're doing here it is holding space for this shift in consciousness to occur. And what is the shift in consciousness? The shift in consciousness is being able to see that this reality is not as cut and dry as it appears to be that we are interconnected more than we realize that there is more to this reality than just this physical dimension that thoughts create that this is a shared dream and we are continuing to wake up within it go through this process of like divine remembrance remembering that we're all like literally like fractals of godness if we want to use that term and in doing this also being able to connect with a deeper sense of not only empowerment but joy and ultimately, at the end of the day, I would say that is our objective, is to be able to hold up the vision in which more people can experience the joy of living, the joy of being present, the joy of deep, meaningful connection with themselves, their environment, others, and just like being present. And to be able to share in that joy, to share in that celebration. And so just really quickly, just kind of like going back from 2016, etc so on i think you can see there's been quite a substantial shift in terms of more people kind of switching from automaton like kind of automatic mode to oh wait i'm not just gonna believe something because it's told to me i'm gonna think for myself i'm gonna start asking questions i'm gonna stand up for what's right i'm gonna explore more knowledge through the internet and i'm gonna try and find other people and also i'm gonna start paying attention to the subtle conversation that's happening between myself and the universe, the synchronicities arising, things like that. The idea that the universe is literally trying to shake us out of this wakeful state and for us to be able to, again, return back to that like divine awareness, that div or, or at least the, the direction of moving towards more of that divine awareness. And then out of that, again, it moves us more into a place of empowerment as creators, as leaders, which is again, the exact intention of this broadcast, come together as a community and share how we're helping assist in the shift in consciousness through the acts of creativity, through the creation of art and through the power of the heart. So passing the talking stick around uh, to Willow and Bevan, kind of tell me just like from, from your perspective, what do you remember the world being like, you know, back in like early 2000s and we'll kind of like move through to 2000, 2010, we're kind of like 
just kind of like visualize, you know, think back, like retrospectively, like meditate. Do you remember? Like, do you remember where you were at? Do you remember where the world was at? Do you remember where the collective shift in consciousness was at? And we'll just pass the talk to around. We'll just kind of explore this topic together, practice exploring this topic together. And in doing so, also celebrate, celebrate where we have come from, you know, and just be like, wow, things have shifted. A lot has happened collectively within the consciousness. You know, a lot has shifted within our consciousness in the last 10, 20 years. Willow, Bevan, and we do have Percy back. So uh, Percy, we'll just kind of jump into this conversation. You can just kind of jump in. Um, but if there is any other stuff that you want to, we, we did kind of like conclude your introduction and tell people how awesome you are but anything else you're welcome to share yeah, it as we go i just wanted to take a moment just to apologize about that just technical little difficulties i had to no worries at all, dude. the internet but i'm glad to be back you're back okay cool sweet all right so uh again going around the talking going around with the talking stick passing passing the the light guardian crystal around the passing the microphone around <laughs> um willow bevan percy who wants to jump in on this first and again we'll just kind of popcorn style it and we'll just have this discussion as a group willow you look like you have something to say yeah i i remember um i've had a very deep connection with um people for a very long time and i remember in the early 2000s it seemed that more people were asking questions than ever before and I know I personally too was at that place where I was filled with knowledge, but wasn't sure exactly what questions were going to get me the correct answers. And so I really went into a dive for researching and knowledge and getting more information. And I noticed that I wasn't alone in that. And I think that since then, in the last 10 years, we've actually, or 10 years back, I think we almost hit that precipice of being flooded with knowledge and flooded with answers. And yet we all had to find our actual truth within all those answers, because with the flood of knowledge through the internet, there's also a flood of unknown information where you have to decipher what is truth and what is not. Well said, well said, Willow. Absolutely. And, and again, I think you're, you're right. Like up until that point, that's kind of been the big thing over the past 20 years has just been the exponential increase in the amount of information that we're receiving and the filtering process that comes from that. Um, it's crazy. I was literally just thinking about this today. And again, we'll just next person who's ready, just give me a thumbs up and a wave and we'll pass it right over to you. I was thinking about this today of just like, where we are now in terms of like our smartphones our laptops and again this is just kind of coming from me like sitting in starbucks and just kind of looking at people and i'm just like people like what we're seeing right now and not in like a negative or positive way but more just in a neutral way is kind of like this more utilization of what the mind is capable of it's like oh what's that like our mind like when it's in an environment it can move like really really fast you know, I kind of like think of like this like scene almost like in the Matrix where we're like learning all these programs. We're like download, download, and it's like it can go like really fast. Like if you have like this is kind of the future, but if you have like technology that's like artificially intelligent, intuitive to your learning styles, you could like learn all these things, and it's like showing you this and showing you this, and you're processing and you're learning and you're learning and learning. Um, and I see that around us, and and it's like our brains are so used to moving so fast now. Um, and that wasn't the case. That wasn't the case 10 years ago. It's not that we, we couldn't, it's just that we weren't, we didn't have like an interface to relate to until kind of what you were saying, 
more information started coming out you know like obviously there's tv and everything like that but now it's like tv on demand websites on demand everything on demand no one's watching the same thing at the same time anymore quite in the same way it's just kind of like people are like going where they want it's like this again it, it, you can literally think of the birth of the internet as being like a, a 3d manifestation of 5d consciousness of like this holographic consciousness like the the internet as it evolved even in its early stages is literally something you can think of as a, like this other dimension if you think about it right now like physically we got this space we got cities we got towns we got streets but laid in over top of this it's like we have the internet and it's like point to the internet like where is the internet like is it here is it there is it there is it here you know kind of thing it is it's it's not it's neither one place or not but it's like collectively like laid over top of us um and again, this became an extension of how our consciousness began to operate. Um, and now we see this today where it's like, and it was beginning to show up back then, you know, through the manifestation of, you know, even early things like MySpace. I was literally thinking about MySpace the other day. I'm like, I'm like, I miss MySpace. Like, <laughs> you guys miss MySpace a little bit. It was so simple back, simple back then, but it was still like creative and expressive. And it was this idea that suddenly we had the power as individuals to collectively like perceive the vision of the of the whole as a collective right like you could literally be like oh what was so-and-so doing today what's joey doing what's sally doing what's robbie doing and you kind of like check out their links and as you do this it's like looking through the window of their soul that, that that they are perceiving that they are experiencing and we didn't have this before you you had no idea what people were doing on the other side of the world unless you saw it in a video or on a tv show or something like that but now it's like we are constantly aware of what everyone else is doing more so to a degree um, another thing that I'll just say, and, and again, just give me anytime you guys want to just jump in, just give me a wave. Uh, you guys know I can babble on forever, right? That's <laughs> one of my superpowers, right? Skull Babylon here, right? Babble on, get it? Dun, 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 dun. Um, but what I was just going to say real quick, um, yeah, in terms of uh, a big shift and big shift, and I'll, and I'll just bring this in because it's almost hard not to mention it. Um, and it does relate to kind of like, again, moving into this process of like beginning to ask questions. Cause there was a time where like, I remember and it, call it naivety, call it just being young where I was just like, Oh, like everything that the government is doing is right. Or everything that the media is saying is accurate or something like that. Or everything, you know, it was, it was just kind of like, you're in this, you didn't, th and, and it wasn't like you, you wouldn't have assumed that someone would have like a nefarious intent, but it was just kind of like this, I don't know. It, it was just kind of like this way that I was raised. Um, and I know a lot of people were, um, but asking things for yourself begins to evolve as a practice. And if it's not encouraged as a practice, it doesn't really get developed, which I think is still a lot of people are still just waking up to. But what I was just going to say specifically, um, going back to 2000, uh, it's worth mentioning like the impact of 9-11, the impact of 9-11-2001. That if we were to literally write, like, I'm just like, okay, tell me something, something you remember from like the year, you know, 2000s, right? mostly everyone can remember 9-11 which is like very interesting because it's like such a prominent not just like imprint in our consciousness but it's also like a like a ripple point if you think about the 9-11 within like the collective shift in consciousness it was literally and this is very trippy to actually think about you can think of the two towers as being like prongs of a tuning fork and it was literally like they got struck like, you know, when you like have a tuning fork and you can, you hit it with another tuning fork and it goes, sends out a vibration. If you like take a tuning fork, you put one of those like on a chakra, it'll kind of like open the chakra, the nine 11, like, and again, this is without having to dive into like whether it is or isn't or conspiracy, this X, Y, Z. Um, there is this idea that like 
that as a almost like a symbolic parable um literally like struck the collective consciousness of the world and it opened our hearts it, it just kind of things changed but the ripple effect of that i know for myself was like a a catalyst that eventually led me down uh, some early rabbit holes through the internet, which again, like with what Will was talking about, eventually you start basically uh, <laughs> who who didn't accidentally find out find out about Bohemian Grove from Alex Jones as he was like running through the bushes up the river trying to get into the Bohemian Grove. I don't know. I just remember that being on the internet, and I'm just like, what? Like, there's worlds like this. Like, but then at this again at the same time, parallel to that. It was also this like, oh, wait, I want to know what other cultures are teaching. I want to know what Eastern philosophy has to share. I want to know like what spiritual beliefs are out there and to start kind of connecting the dots. And so I think 9-11 was definitely an initiator element for a lot of us to invite us to start looking for dots and connecting the dots. Mm -hmm. um, who else kind of feels that? And anything, Will, you had something to say. Go ahead, jump in and... Well, I, I was going to say that since, since the creation of television, there's been certain events throughout history that have affected the collective consciousness. Um, you can really ask many different generations to remember a specific time. You know, They can remember where they were when we landed on the moon, or they can remember where they were when they saw that Kennedy was shot. You know, these are massive events that change the collective consciousness across the globe. But for our generation in the 2000s, when 9-11 happened, we as a whole, it almost like woke us up to actually realize that we don't have to accept what we are being told as the only answer. And it really made people dive in, especially of our generation, to be able to dive in to find their own answers and find their own truths. And I think that in itself led to connecting through the internet to like-minded individuals and really being able to find a community outside of your local community. You know, for me growing up, I grew up in a very close-minded religious family that did not allow the influence of the outside world. So in order for me to actually discover my own way, I had to do that research on my own. And I think that through these great world events, such as the 9-11 event, you know, it's collectively all of us coming together to seek out the other person that is also seeking out those answers. Definitely. Yeah, you're right. I think, I think kind of within the stages of the shift in consciousness, there's kind of like certain things that are common. And, and like you said, it's kind of like, there's the initial stage where we're just kind of like exploring this on our own. And we're just like, Oh, my goodness, is this a thing? Or like, Oh, my goodness, you know, like, I found some cool book in a bookstore. And then you're and then from there, it's kind of like delving into it on our own. And then the next step is like, I need to talk to someone else. I need I need to reaffirm that I'm not the only one who's crazy or something yeah. like that right like oh it turns out that we're all a little bit crazy and crazy in like a the weird way the traditional weird way with the weird way being kind of like referring to like the 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 magic the seeing things through a different set of eyes and i think again like that's kind of one of the things within the shift in consciousness a lot of it 
it wasn't so much just like the world changing it was the way we saw the world that changes the way we related to the world that changed and again that goes back to what i was talking about with like once you become aware of like sacred geometry and again the axiom like as above so below as i've talked about you know like the trees are the same veins in your arms are the rivers are you know the spirals and the galaxies and the sunflowers and the pine cones it's all that you can't not see it um and, and i think again it really just like those moments just are so awe-inspiring are so heart opening um and so yeah as we kind of like move forward in the discussion let's just kind of like again as we kind of move forward from like say like 2000 2005 2008 9 etc 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 um as we move forward into like 2010-ish within that generation, uh, that was at that point for myself where I was at, it was all about bringing people together. It was all about being able to like, as we were talking about, find others who are having these discussions and then to begin sharing wisdom, to begin sharing experience, to begin really... delving deeper, to learn from each other. Percy, if you want to, if anybody wants to jump in, just just put your thumb um, hand up and stuff like that. Oh, just want to ahead. actually uh, mention that I, I feel very similarly around that time was a very interesting time in my own personal journey as well. I remember in 2009 and 10, I was uh, uh, going to university uh, to study film production and screenwriting, and this is uh, about a year or so before a big big change happened for me, uh, this big paradigm shift and this super deep uh, spiritual mental experience that I had in 2011 that kind of really changed things for me. But up until then, there was this awareness. It was like something was knocking at the door at that point of myself and a lot of people, right? Like I, in, I was doing research and I tried to figure out what it was, but but like uh, like while Willow was uh, uh, Willow was saying that, you know, like sometimes you don't really exactly know what the questions are. So you start like basically opening that finding the cracks in the matrix and try to slip in and and try to find more things that were not being taught in school much and i was studying psychology but it was through outer uh, as well but uh it was through outer sources that i started really getting into the work of carl Jung, and that uh, talks about collective consciousness as a concept right and uh, and at that point i kind of had a bit of a theory but at that point it was more like a uh it was more like an intellectual theory um, at that point that uh, yeah, consciousness and life itself are like several windows through which the same being is looking at itself. Uh, but I haven't verified it, sort of, sort of speak. And I, and at that point, I was getting into philosophy because I was raised Roman Catholic, and I started uh, observing and uh, realizing the geometry and the resonances between different systems of uh, uh, philosophies, systems of wisdom and spirituality. And uh, so I, uh, yeah, around that time, it was when I was starting to ask the questions and like you say, try to find people that were also in that similar kind of uh, seeking and that similar kind of uh, explorations. And I started making the friends that later on would take me into this intense journey a uh, couple of years after that. Um, and yeah, I can definitely relate. That's about where I was during those days as well, opening the matrix. <laughs> Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Percy. Yeah, I, I definitely just kind of echoing with what you were saying there. I think for, for myself, that was that was a big paradigm shift for me, too, was realizing that like all religions were kind of like looking at the same thing. Like it, it was it was that, that visual metaphor of being able to see that like it was like 
spokes on a wheel kind of pointing inwards and all these different religions were kind of like seeing the same truth from a different perspective and so in that sense there was something to learn there was something valuable there i remember i remember um yeah it would have been hmm, yeah probably in like 2006 2007 i even came across uh uh, you know, books, uh, well, it was earlier than that, that I started like becoming interested in like lucid dreaming and astral projection and Gnosticism. And again, Gnosticism is all about like kind of finding the common threads between different theologies and religions. Um, and then I remember a big thing for me was even, uh, getting into, uh, work by like Mantak Chia, uh, Mantak Chia talks a lot about like, you know, energy cultivation, energy movements, meridians, dynamics, microcosmic orbits, becoming aware of subtle energy and very specifically also talking about like sexual energy cultivation um i'm fortunate that i found out about that like when i was as young as i was you know uh that was a big paradigm shift for me was like it was like oh wait a second like every time i like spill my seed or empty my cup uh to orgasm for example i'm like spilling away my life force and i'm only have a limited amount of that therefore if i like practice cultivating it now and everything like that like that that will allow me to like level up my vitality and become more focused as a creator and be able to like practice becoming a better dreamer in the dream um that was a huge edge for me i'm fortunate to have been able to practice that and now you know like almost like almost 50 years old no i'm just kidding um 32 years old i'll be 33 eventually uh i'm fortunate enough where i'm just like I can still like get the odd compliment where someone's like, yo, I thought you were like 25 or something like that. And I'm just like, sweet. That means that if that's the thing, then, you know, like I'm glad that eating healthy and practicing like energy cultivation uh, was a big shift for me because that's allowed me to like put in so much of that energy into like building and crafting and evolving. And, and I mean, again, you know, paradigm shift, like where it was in 2010, just as an idea even then, like I, I was still capable of kind of like visioning where we would be now where I'm just like, okay, like, you know, like computers are going to evolve, like digital interactions going to evolve, video chats going to become more common. Everyone's going to be having the capability to like film and edit off a mobile device. Like that's a thing that's going to be like such an important thing. Information is going to become readily available. I'm like, okay, how do we prepare for that now? How do we practice that now? How do we start bringing people together? How do we start like leveling things up? And obviously there's been plenty of exciting surprises along the way, just to be able to see how social media has continued to evolve. Um, but again, the, the way how in which the internet has evolved, social media has evolved, it's been an echo of our consciousness evolving. It's literally like our consciousness becoming more expanded into like more of ourself, into like more of this data, um, which has been again, like such a, such an exciting journey uh, to be able to see. And um, just quick throwback again, you know, going back to like early 2000, technically 1999, uh, it's hard not to mention the the influence that again, you know, like movies were having at the time, uh, such as like The Matrix, um, you know, eventually a little bit later, like The Truman Show would come out and things like that. Um, movies that were parables, and, and, and they themselves were kind of reflecting the idea that like, wait a second, like, is there something underneath the surface to this entire culture? Like, is there, is there, you know, like, like, I want to learn more about what, you know, what about the Masons? What about the Freemasons? I remember getting curious about that back in the day. I'm like, surely they must know something. Um, and eventually, like, a lot of that just without having to dive super deep into the Freemasons, it was more or less just kind of the general conclusion. I'm like, okay, there's like people out there who understand that the cultivation of energy and focus can be used to like create this reality and to create it to serve and to create it to like 
build and to create to like you know bring people together and to move us forward and so again even then with the beginning of paradigm shift part of the intention the intention was very simply to be able to help assist and accelerate the shift in consciousness and so like back then if you were to just time travel do that with me right now time travel back to like 2010 ish back then if we were trying to assist and accelerate the shift in consciousness how would we do that what would we do be like oh okay um yeah let's bring people together yeah let's create cool videos yeah let's create cool websites yeah let's like practice you know like creating just like expressions of our perception experiences of our soul and to be able to learn from each other so yeah i think again looking back and, and, and anybody else just kind of jump in and tell me a little bit about what you remember of like, you know, 2005, even anybody in the chat, what do you, what, what stood out for you? And, you know, from like 2000 to 2010, give or take. Um, but again, you know, in terms of the shift in consciousness, we'll kind of bring ourselves closer to the now, and then we'll start moving forward into the future and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I think it's been both like an awakening of the soul parallel to like the awakening of like our creative expression um which i think is beautiful and uh also our ability to be able to like simultaneously perceive and experience the multiplicity of lives that we as consciousness are are experiencing right now um and i think it's a really big shift in consciousness when we can like look at I can look at something Willow posted. I can look at something Bevan posted. I can look at something Percy posted and not just see it as like, oh, that's something they made. But it's like, oh, that's like us as consciousness finding its way back home. That's like us, like literally talking to ourselves. That's us doing what we can to help wake ourselves up. So for myself, I, I know, um, yeah, we'll just even bring in this this, this topic because I think it's relative. Um, back in 2000 and 2010 and stuff like that, even just like... Uh, personally going through psychedelic experiences that was that was some that was a part of my experience again like that for me it was the direct experience of being able to be like okay like we are in an ocean of energy there's more to this reality there's something there's an essence of magic in this air that we breathe all around us all the time and it is not separate from me it is me i am a part of it um and yeah, and that, that, that in itself was such a powerful thing and such a powerful driving like fuel for, for my inspiration to know that without ever having to like tell people like, hey, this is something that I think is true. It's kind of like allowing and supporting them through the knowing that the soul that they are will awaken to these things, will experience these things in a time that works for them. You know, like maybe like I'll just kind of like, talk to someone and be like be like oh yeah you know like i'll just maybe casually be talking about like my psychedelic experience or something like that and they might be kind of like interested in it and then like two years later they might come back from summer vacation and they'll be like dude like yeah man like i got to work with mushrooms on the weekend or like over the summer and like i totally understand like you know the things that you were talking about before and like now i can just feel like i'm ready to be able to like vocalize and verbalize and that's a very exciting thing for the soul to be able to share its excitement of remembering what it is or being able to see more of what it is. Like, do you guys, I'll ask you this. Do you guys remember the excitement and the joy of kind of beginning to see the paradigm shift within your own journey? Like, do you remember those moments where you're like, 
aha like oh my goodness like i want to hear a little bit about that if if anybody here feels you know like they are ready to share um tell me a bit, bit about that knowing that it would have been you know sometime between now and the last like 20 years give or take um and percy go ahead if you want to jump 2009 in. and 10 may have been around the years where i interestingly enough also st i started experimenting with um, psilocybin mushrooms as well and uh it was it was like a primer time, and I remember starting to notice these things that were very familiar, very familiar from way before I was taught or I taught myself who I was in this life kind of thing. But uh, like uh, it was such a joyful awareness. It was so joyful that I remember I had a laughter attack a couple of times. <laughs> it was not quite the same experience since in in that sense, but I remember because it was such a such a refreshing reminder was something that I had already forgotten um, from when I was a um, very young little kid, perhaps even a baby or perhaps even before it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, that kind of primed me because it was later on in 2011 where um, I started exploring a bit more, uh, I started exploring my mind in a more focused way. And the way I would do it is I would go for psychedelic experiences, but I would do a nice research uh, beforehand as to like be very well informed of the many layers of what I was uh, the experiences that I was going for and why and the reason back then became the one reason I always would tend to do it which was to always take something home with me from the experience in that, that I can plant in in terms of like you know uh, in this ground of life to make it better something uh, you know always bring from the experience something into my waking normal sober experience and uh, always do it to expand my mind and to expand its capabilities to perceive and to appreciate life itself. And I was in a seeking of truth at that point, you know, the concept of truth in, in that, that, that sense as well. And uh, a lot has happened since, but I do remember that that was a very pivotal time for me as well. Uh, interesting, interesting how timing works like that way in communities as well, when we, when we all resonate in a, in a similar way. But uh, um, yeah, that was definitely a very deep experience in the 2011 and 12. I had these vivid experiences. Um, so many, I could I could talk about it for a long time. I did have a quite various experiences uh, with uh, anthogens. Um, some of them uh, natural, like psilocybin. Uh, some other synthetic, like uh, you know, Lucy in the sky with diamonds, and. Uh, you know, also then I started researching and discovering more about dimethyltryptamine. And that was not only in taking it, but also ways to stimulate it within the, the own brain. As, as many of us might know, uh, DMT is produced naturally in the brain. And, and it is what, um, you know, uh, happens in your brain when you were sleeping, when we are uh, about to die, when we are being born, uh, among other, uh, some other times as well, apparently also when uh, ladies giving birth as well. And also uh, uh, apparently in some of those super intense Kundalini top level orgasm moments as well can trigger DMT in the brain. And there's a lot to the mystery of this substance, of course, but uh, definitely uh, <laughs> I remember the first time that I clearly saw, I had seen visions of fractals and geometry before. There was this one particular experience where I came out of this like super intense uh, gathering uh, outside with some friends to figure out a way to go back home. And I remember looking around me and every single thing, the pavement, the trees, the sky, 
everything was covered and made of the flower of life pattern. Similar to the one that uh, uh, Brandon, I remember you gave me years ago and uh, the, the pin. It is around here. It is that I just haven't quite spotted because I've been using the space to do a lot of art, but uh, it is here with us. And uh, that, um, that geometry, that uh, shape everywhere, it was shaping everything. And I could look into people's faces and I could almost see their bones and their structures, how they all correlated with all of these, uh, all of this geometry. And uh, it, it's, it's an indescribable feeling because it's somewhere between joy and almost incredulity, but also sort of, of course, you know, this, this sense of this cosmic joke that uh, we've been playing on ourselves to, to, uh, to an extent. Um, anyway, I would like to hear from uh, other experiences as well. Um, thank you so much. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Percy. Beautifully said. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and again, you know, just again, kind of going back, like when I was in, I guess, yeah, when I like 2004, 2005, like, I, I think I was like, I was like in a, just finishing high school then. But again, I remember then like, because of some friends and stuff like that, like that's when I started getting interested uh, and introduced to people such as Terrence McKenna, people such as Alan Watts, you know? And so I think that for me was very inspirational to be able to know that there were these forward thinkers who have been around for quite some time. And the, specifically those two were really like ones that I really resonated with. Um, I'm just like, whoa, like they're speaking things that my brain is like, yes, yes, yes to, you know? And, and, and again, a big part of this whole shift in consciousness, I've said this before, but so much of it from my experience and, and others has been this process of feeling, uh, you know, what we're learning is more so what we're, it's a process of remembering. And that's kind of what happens. You start like hearing certain things or you start experiencing certain things and without even any other person being able to have to tell you something, you just start remembering things. You're just like, oh my God. Like I remember very simply put, I remember way back sometime in the 2000s, I was like, wait a second. Like after thinking about it for a while, I'm like, I think every atom's a black hole or like something like that. Like, I think that makes sense. Like, and, and no one told me that I, I just kind of reached this conclusion, conclusion, quote unquote, on my own. Um, and then like a week later, less than that, I was like inside a bookstore and there was a book there and it was like, every atom is a black hole by the Dalai Lama, you know? And I'm just like, okay, so there you go. So I'm like, if the Dalai Lama is picking up on this, then like, then at that point, it kind of invited me to trust this inner knowing, to trust this process of, um, again, you know, when you look at the bigger picture of what's happening within our shift in consciousness, like through the psychedelic experiences, through those aha moments, through whatever, through whatever catalyst put us through an awakening again, you know, like even and, and, and just acknowledging some people talking about in the in the chats, you know, like sometimes um, it can be a, a catalyst uh, such as a near death experience might be something that can propel someone into a another layer of their journey of awakening and, and going through that experience. Um, not something I personally have experience with, but something that I, I know other people, I know there are other people that, yeah, like a near death experience was a part of their awakening journey as well. But again, within this context of just kind of like seeing the bigger story of what is happening, literally like our soul is going through this process of like remembering that this physical dimension is not where we are from, but it's where we've come into. You know, it's like this place that we've kind of like put our put our foot in the water of we're kind of like, but but who we are is like something, something outside of this, something bigger than this, call it our higher self, call it what you want. Um, and I remember that was such a powerful idea. 
And again, that idea has been the part of the driving force behind this project, behind this community, behind this, you know, assisting with the shift in consciousness is like, what happens when more people start to become aware of this through direct experience, not just through theory, through direct experience, be it again through dreaming, meditation, psychedelics, conversations, watching a really cool video, watching the matrix, something like that. All these things are kind of like there to be triggers. But again, the cattle, the, the, the culminating purpose of this, um, I felt was also the idea that it, when you have this awakening, when you have this realization of like, oh my goodness, not only are we, you know, a, an eternal soul coming into this physical experience, um, but again, the idea that we are like fingers of the same hand, we are fractals of the same branch, we are fractals of godness, as I was saying, we're fractals of like a bigger soul, like an oversoul was a term that really resonated with me at one point, um, it, is this idea that understanding in a very, not theoretical, but in a very like deeply felt understood way of knowing how interconnected we all were and, and and i think if anything i think that's probably like a good way of kind of measuring the shift in consciousness is to be able to measure things on a scale of us remembering how interconnected we are collectively as a culture as a community and now of course you can kind of like look outside of just north american culture and you can start looking at you know the fact that this awakening process happens relative to pods or groups or again communities and and what we are experiencing right now as a collective within kind of like let's say north america or, or you know kind of like first world western culture type thing is something that you know relatively compared to say something like the aboriginals the native americans people of like eastern traditions uh going way back even to like other societies and stuff like that they've all kind of gone through this process of awakening it was all kind of like something that that happened naturally um often thought of as the yuga cycles is is a term that i really resonated with and this yuga cycles is again this kind of like if you're visualizing it it's like a cadence of an up and a down and up and a down like a breath like a sine wave and again kind of this idea that part of the hypothesis or the model of the yuga cycle is the idea that like if you're measuring things on a horizontal line um, it goes up and down and then each time it does it, it gets a little bit quicker, a little bit shorter. The frequency becomes increased, meaning that where we are right now, and this was something I understood and we'll bring this into the context of understanding the purpose of 2012 as we kind of move through 2012 and into the future, is that where we are right now, literally put in a way that's like practically understood, is that collectively we are in this like mass accelerated process of awakening, meaning that there are going to be more people awakening in the span of these 30 years, let's say from like 2000 to 2030, than has ever happened on earth in numbers such as this. Again, it has happened in other cultures. It has happened individually. Sometimes that process, maybe, maybe they were always awakened. Maybe they never fell asleep, so to speak. Um, but again, maybe it might have happened over the course of like generations, so to speak. But now here we are where people who were, again, if we're going back to this idea, if we're measuring this in this quantifiable scale of us, quote unquote, us being aware of how interconnected we are, or basically like how under the guise of the illusion of separation are we? And I think if anything, that would be something that you can kind of like comprehend. You're just like, okay, 
there is this veil of separateness this 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 veil of the illusion of separateness and it's like this has been draped over top of our society and then over the past like 20 years it's like this veil like this drape has slowly been pulled back right and like that's kind of what we were seeing right like how many people back in 1995 were aware and talking about the idea that we are all interconnected and again this all interconnected idea is just kind of focusing on that for a second is such a powerful idea and such a big part of our awakening because it brings it back to that heart-centeredness it brings it back to that act of service to that act of compassion to the answer to why why do we want to do this because this is us showing up for ourselves it would be against our nature to like not assist with the shift in consciousness and so again through this it's this process of just kind of like bringing in as the veil gets lifted ultimately and we realize we are more responsible with that there's also with we realize we are more interconnected than we realize there's also the parallel element in the fact that we become more responsible we can no longer ignore it we we are now in a sense like called to to that purpose to be able to help uh, help others see that we are interconnected and this is what we've been seeing right like again look back to even environmentalism back in the day those people they knew they knew and 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 again and a lot of that would have been like intuitive or maybe it was like their ancestors their grandmother was probably you know like maybe she was like a witch or something like that like in, in a very open pagan way right like that could have been such a common thing for a lot of people and now how many people without having to have quote unquote like pagan parents or something like that are living without the veil have the veil has been lifted how many people now like on a collective scale of a percentage uh have had that veil of separateness lifted and so if we were to just quantify this to give us like kind of a graph i would say in 2000 there was probably maybe like i don't know probably like three percent if that who had the veil of separation lifted who are aware of our interconnectedness who are kind of like in that heart purpose of knowing that others can wake up to this and now 2020 which is a huge year and we'll talk about that in a second now how much how what percentage of that veil has been lifted for people in the youtube chat i want you to give me a number how many people right now in a collective percentage of western culture are quote unquote like like again waking up but more so kind of using that veil metaphor the veil of separation has been lifted i would say in a rough estimate i would say we're probably like getting close to probably like i would say at least between like depending on the circumstance like between like 11 percent and like 25 percent meaning that if you were to ask four people on the street something about like metaphysics spirituality consciousness sacred geometry interconnectedness dreams one of those four people would probably get what you're talking about they would probably have an idea they may not be an expert on it but they would be like oh yeah like no i know what you mean like yeah like and again this would have been something that would have awoken through them even in some cases, maybe even just recently relative to the, the climate cases of the climate crisis of the world. And just, again, environmental issues and just, just like understanding on a more deep empathetic level, what the world is going through and how we are a part of it. Right. So like in this process, you can see how, where we are moving now through the things that are calling us into action and calling us into awakening in 10 years from now, as we just kind of jump into this, we should have that goal of saying that like by then, like what if what if like 35 to 45 what if 50 percent 
of the population had that veil lifted, meaning if you were to go down the street in 10 years from now and ask people and be like, hey, do you know that you are like connected with nature you could simplify right like do you know that like nature is you and you are nature and you are more than this physical body and and again you can kind of go deeper and like every night when you dream you like go to another dimension what if in 10 years from now 50 percent of the people would be like i know what you're talking about i do know what you're talking about and that is the future that i see that we're moving into um this idea that there will kind of be like people in some cases that will kind of like being begin creating like parallel communities this has already been happening um, but then even people who are already in this community will just start kind of like living more from this awakened state, from this awakened purpose. Um, and so again, for us, it's about being able to create that narrative and that story that invites people not into just this awareness, but also into that, what do we do with that awareness? And what do we do with that awareness, right? And the answer to that, create art, lead, inspire other people, bring people together, learn from each other, connect and grow as community and continue to ripple this message out further. And again, as more people shift into this higher rate of consciousness, let's say by the time 2050, that maybe again, you know, maybe by then, maybe there's a certain, th again, I think honestly, I think there's a threshold in which will we ever reach 100% veil lifted on a collective scale? Probably not, but probably because that's not really meant to be, meaning that the yin yang will always be a, a case, right? Like wherever there, for as many, this is kind of this, this is kind of the the paradox of it. For as many people wake up, there are equally amount kind of coming like going deeper asleep. So even though like again that veil has been lifted, twenty five percent of the people are kind of waking up. There's like another percentage of people that are becoming like more robotic, more autonomous, more kind of like. Uh, you know, like gripped by like the, the circumstances of this world and the culture and, and things like that. And so again, I think as we move into the future, we're moving towards that idea of uh, just being able to like become these like these awakened agents within the matrix. These and, and I use the term agents, not just in like the matrix term, but it, like literally kind of like, you know, like we're on a we're on a mission. Like we're secret agents. Like we're literally like time traveling secret agents brought here through multidimensional realms with a purpose to live our heart song, to find joy within our life, to inspire others along the way, to plant seeds and to help others kind of wake up, to help them pull the veil back for them to be able to be invited into this, pro this, this story of purpose as well. So yeah, again, I think, um, just passing the talking stick around and we do have Neil here and I want to give him a chance to, to say hello and thank you, Neil, for joining. Um, just kind of going around with this discussion, we'll just kind of go around a little bit more and we'll kind of segue into, uh, again, where do we see ourselves now and where do we see ourselves in the future in 10 years from now? And uh, and then we'll wrap up this broadcast probably within like less than 45 minutes. I know some of you have to jump out early. But yeah, so just going back real quick, think about even 2012. Like think about 2012 for a second. Think about 2012 and think about for those of us who were kind of like aware of 2012 before 2012 came about, right? Because there's a lot of people, they they didn't they didn't even pick up on the 2012 thing, right? Or, or, or again, there's like a lot of, um, I guess, like Generation Y who people born after 2000, like they were too young by the time 2012 was around to be able to like fully even understand and be a part of these conversations as adults. And now they're adults. Um, but again, kind of looking at 2012 and what was, what was happening then looking at the Mayan cycles, the astrological events, I think if you look at that moment, then you can see the effects of the ripple. You can see the effects of the, of the wave 
that that has happened from that point i think again kind of looking at it from the bigger wave because again what began what happened in 2012 was already kind of the part of what was happening i think if anything 2012 was just kind of like like a checkpoint within this like ongoing curve that that was kind of going up um but as it kept going as as it hit 2012 i think you can see that by 2012 to where we are now there has been an exponential shift in consciousness and if we're looking for ways to measure this very simply put look at the holographic reflection of what we were seeing through social media aka back in 2009 2010 when this was just conversation I was involved with a lot of like the conscious community online. It was very different and it was far more sparse. Instagram did not even exist. And so as a quick parallel back then, how many Facebook pages were there talking about esoteric metaphysics, spiritual consciousness, shifting stuff. Very, very few, very, very few. Now you look at Instagram, how many popular spiritual pages exist? How many popular conscious creators exist? substantial much much more not like a humongous amount but still the fact that there are like a lot of popular you know like bigger audience instagram pages with people who are kind of like seeing this stuff on a regular basis and choosing choosing to make it a part of their digital diet i think that definitely reflects the idea that from 2012 to where we are now there has been this uh substantial shift in consciousness in which now there are people who are living this kind of like metaphysical lifestyle as an everyday thing. This metaphysical perspective of themselves and the world around them as like an everyday thing. Like it's literally become a part of their lexicon, their shifting of the paradigm. And I think that's really huge. And I think that's really huge. Um, yeah. So again, just kind of, I know I talked about a few things there, but I would like to just kind of invite everybody here. Invite me, go back in time with me where were we do you remember do you remember where we were back in like 2012 and then kind of help me kind of move this forward from 2012 to where we are now and again and then from there we'll go into the future and think about where we are in like 10 years from now so willow if you want to go and then it, neil if you're ready to jump in after this again we're just you can do a quick introduction as we do neil but again we're just kind of as we move through the 11 11 gate we're just kind of reflecting where have we been where are we now where are we going that's the general premise of what we're working with right now will pass it over to you dude go ahead um, I remember something very specific happened to me and I think it was 2007 or eight where I was working at Disneyland and I remember being approached by a guest who had a photo of me from years before when I had first started at Disneyland and it was as a character that I couldn't admit to being and so I denied that, that it was me at all and the person ended up coming back the very next day with a photo of them standing right next to me. And it made me realize that I, not only the character had an impression, but what I brought to the character left a lasting impression on the person themselves. And that really made me start to reanalyze my physical world, what I was actually putting my energy into and how was I going to be remembered as this character being played for a corporation or would I be remembered as me and what I had to bring? And so I went forward with that thought into the whole 2012 change. And it really made me start realizing how, in my understanding, it was like 2012 brought the end of 
religious control where people had basically given up their own choices to a higher purpose or a higher power and the tides had changed there were so many scandals opening up about multiple religions and about multiple untruths and controlling of people that really forced people to actually take life by the reins and do it themselves and figure it out on their own instead of just listening to what they've been told all these years and going into the present and forward it makes me realize that just like in the 50s and 60s when we were told we only use 10 percent of our brain that wasn't factual and I truly believe that 2020 is going to bring a great rise in spiritual consciousness and will bring much more, probably closer to a 50% un unveiling, where there's going to be a lot of changes in 2020 specifically that's going to herald in more information and more knowledge and more answers for not just people looking for them, but for people who didn't even realize they had questions in the first place. And I think that in, within the next 10 years, we're going to see an, a much greater rise in knowledge being let out um, from the simplest of things like WikiLeaks to the greatest of things, like we could actually see the fall of great long-lasting religions that will bring an end to the present paradigm that we're living in and bring in an age of greater knowledge where we actually retain the information, not just look at it and move on. Beautiful, thank you, Willow. Yeah, absolutely, definitely. I, 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 I'm really excited to be able to see again, like where the future is going and, and again, I think uh, just again, we're, we're kind of we're looking at a couple things here at once, but but in terms of of the future, in terms of moving into 2020, uh, really with where we are now, again, as we step through this 1111 gate, I really want to invite every single person here who's tuned into this broadcast to really feel the resonance of the idea that like, let this call us into our best self, where where we are right now. Let's understand that if we're here to like reflect on that question. How can I make like the best impact possible in, in this world? What is required? It requires for us to like show up as our best self and, and not to say that in a way that puts like unnecessary pressure, but to see it as an invitation and to see it as like something that is really going to, you know, invite us to challenge ourselves, invite us to be more aware, invite us to be more responsible. And so as we move forward into 2012, you know, what is needed? We need more people. We literally need more people who are like, you know, living their truth, sharing their art, facilitating as community, creating space for others, having conversations, using the power of media to be able to help create stories that other people are going to be able to see themselves in, to be able to help like bring people together and to be inviting them into this discussion that, that we are having, knowing that as much as we've been a part of this discussion for again like 20 years now, there are still going to be people who are going to be like waking up to this stuff today and are going to be waking up to this stuff tomorrow for the first time and in six months from now they're going to be waking up for it for the first time too that is a very beautiful idea that every single day there are people who are waking up for the first time 
And so as they do this, we kind of need to be like stewards to kind of be able to be like, oh, sweet, like, welcome, welcome to the festival, have some fun, join, celebrate with us, practice expressing, practice creating, practice dancing, be a part of what it is that we're doing as we cultivate this inner joy, this inner awareness, but also in a way that's like, again, being a light guardian, it's calling us into a service, it's calling us into purpose. And I think that is a very powerful archetype where, again, we can be like, serious and responsible and stoic while also being like playful open-hearted and empathetic all at the same time right i think that's kind of as we see as we move through 2012 and kind of where we are now i think one thing just kind of reflecting on where we are now is really this like more obvious union of the divine masculine and feminine energies and this is something that a lot of people have been talking about you know like they said back after 2012, I remember there was like a lot of specific talk where it was like, oh, sweet. Like this is like what we're seeing right now is like a lot of like divine feminine consciousness rising. And, and we did see that and we're still seeing it. Um, if you think about that, like between the last 10 years, think about all the divine consciousness, feminine rising archetypes that have kind of shown up both through news stories and also through media. Again, if you're looking for like a way to measure consciousness, Literally, you could look at the Hollywood movies. You could look at the movies and you can kind of pay attention. You can kind of see like what themes are coming through. Because again, I love this idea that, you know, the the silver screen is literally consciousness kind of like talking to itself and kind of like getting out this collective thought process and putting cells in front of itself so we could see more of itself. And so you think back on kind of, again, you know, for as an obvious example, uh, using Ray from Star Wars, that that in itself that's a big deal for me to be able to have kind of like this central character which is like this very kind of like divine feminine female archetype who is discovering themselves and now i think what we're going to see um which is beautiful using star wars as a landmark of the shift in consciousness is to look at where we are going uh for the next star wars movie that is coming out and so again if you look back on the first star wars movie that was about 2015 and that was when Ray was kind of awakening. And again, at this time, think about the collective shift in consciousness. It was kind of like this divine feminine awakening that was happening. And then by the time The Last Jedi came out, it was a little bit more about like the union of like the masculine and feminine. Ray and Kylo were kind of coming together. You like literally see them touch hands. And now as we kind of do this, we're going to kind of find like this, like this shedding of, of like the shadow and, or like the healing of the shadow um, with the support of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. So I think if anything, 2020 is also going to be a year of tremendous healing, uh, a year of tremendous growth, a year of tremendous realization. And I'll just say this and I'll get ready to pass it over for anybody who's next. Uh, Neil, if you're ready to jump in, just give me a thumbs up when you're ready. But what's fascinating is that as we get ready to move into 2020, I want everyone to keep this in mind because I think it's hilarious. 2020, the year 2020, literally think of it as like 2020 vision. And what does that mean, right? It means clarity, right? So when you think about that, it's like, mm, like okay, we're in 2020, clarity. Like, what does that feel like? And, and so I've always felt, even back during 2012, I was like, okay, 2020 is kind of like a milestone for us. Like that's, like, that's like a big thing that we're working towards. And I know for myself, a big part of that was like, okay, by 2020, like for the community, I really want to be able to have like paradigm shift. Like I really want to be have, have it like, you know, rolling in the way that I see it in terms of the potential and, and to be at that point where I've like achieved these milestones within my own personal like life and everything like that. And it's, and it's happening. It's moving towards that. And so uh, again, as we move through 2012, 2020 now, um, it is really about this kind of like 
each and every single one of us stepping more into that awakened archetype of I, again, I kind of, re I'll, I'll openly refer to it as like a light guardian, as a shifter, but really just as an individual, as a soul of this, like much more balanced awareness of like masculine and feminine energies. And that allows us to be better teachers. That allows us to be better creators. That allows us to be better leaders as well. Um, so what, what, what do you guys, for everybody here, what do you, uh, you dudes, I'll, you opposed to just saying guys, uh, what do you dudes think? It, it, like, do you feel that? Do you feel that as we move through 2012 and kind of where we are right now, do you feel that there has been a lot of this kind of like merging of the divine masculine and feminine? And, and we're seeing that. And again, and where I'm seeing this, I'm seeing it in myself. I'm seeing it in you, the community. I'm also seeing it in through other people's social media. Uh, you know, like shout out to, um, Geez, the name slips my mind off the top of my head, but it's literally like a soul tribe of brothers out in California. And they've been having like a lot of these like man circles where they're bringing men together for like this healing and, and like this authenticity and this openness and this vulnerability. And so this is happening. The story is happening where we're seeing this. We're seeing a lot of men kind of in that archetype where they're like strong and like helping protect and lead, but also very like sensitive and, and very like in tune with their heart. And then at the same time, we're also having women who again are kind of tapping into more of that masculine energy and who are like, yes, this is what I'm living for. Yes, this is what I'm here to create. And also to be able to bring in that like that natural female, like nurturing, like rooted wisdom. And so both of us as like superheroes on this team, as agents on the secret mission together, we're showing up, we're assisting each other, we're evolving. And out of this, it's like inviting this blossoming to take place throughout culture. And other people are experiencing this and other people are naturally tapping into this. And I really think that, I, again, kind of as we move into the future, I, I see it as a place where there is much more potential for, for harmony and understanding and celebration and creation between each other within our own hearts, within ourselves, within our minds, and also within community within collective, within tribe. And so I see this as just kind of being like that thing where, you know, again, like the, the paradigm shifting discussions that we're having here and that way of seeing the world is actually going to become like more common. And, and as much as I've been fortunate enough to have the community experience over these past many years, I, I want more people to be able to have that physically where they are for them to be able to have those local communities and those local friends and those online connections of other people who are who are living in this alignment, who are living in this story, who are living in this heart open way of, of again, not only creating, but also being of service and inspiring others. And we all kind of show up as responsible stewards of our individual sovereign past, but also of the world. What we are also doing, and I'll just say this and I'll pass it over. We always have to keep this in mind is that we are planting seeds for the future. We are planting seeds for 15 years, for 20 years, for 30 years ahead from now. So if you think about the idea that like every year we're kind of planting seeds and where we are now is a result of the seeds that were planted in 2012, is a result of the seeds that were planted in 2006, in 2020, in 20, 2000. And so now what seeds are we planting in 2020 as we move through this 1111 gate for like where we want 10 years to be? You know, like, and, and just be aware that those seeds are a reflection of who we are right now. And I think it's a very beautiful thing to reflect and to be proud and to be proud of where we are. Again, really dropping into the space, everybody here, just reminding ourselves that like, this is a very powerful idea 
and I just kind of want you to be open to it, but it's understanding that right now, like this is the perfect reality. Now I'm not trying to say that everything's great. Everything is the way it will always be. But what I'm saying is that like, this is exactly where we need to be to be able to launch into the best future possible. Meaning that our shadows have served us, meaning that like our story has brought us to where we are now so that we can continue to carry the torch so that we can continue to carry light and so that we can continue to plant the seeds with intention right here and now for this moment for 2020. So what seeds are we planting? So again, just going back to that question, I want to, I want to hear from anybody else here. Do you feel that? Do you feel that, that where we are now is much more in a, in a simplified way, kind of, again, thinking about like, if you think about the stages of awakening, let's say in 2012, et cetera, those years, it's kind of like veil gets lifted. Oh my God, we're psychedelic multidimensional beings. Like I don't, in, I don't always incarnate on earth, but when I do, sometimes I forget that I'm a fractalated infinite consciousness. What did I say? What was that meme? You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Anyways. So that's kind of, you think about the stages of awakening. There's that process where it's like, boom, veil gets lifted. Oh my God, I'm a multidimensional being. I'm a soul experiencing this physical existence, etc. Then it's kind of like, what does that mean? Who am I as a collective energy? And how can I embody that? And now where we are now, we, a lot of us have kind of had that process to kind of like get accustomed to those waters. And now we're just like, frig, yeah, I am a five dimensional conscious awareness in a 3d body. And I am anchoring in these powerful archetypes, divine masculine, divine feminine, priestess, king, emperor, all of these archetypes, we're tapping into them and we're bringing them forward and we're showing up as leaders and we're creating very, very powerful seeds that we're planting and leading for the future. So again, checking in, anybody who wants to share here, do you feel that? Do you feel that masculine feminine point where we are now and what seeds are we planting moving into the future? Neil, I think, uh, give me a thumbs up if you want to jump in on this. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm cool. down. All right. Okay, cool. So we'll pass over to Neil. So Neil, go, go ahead and jump right in. Um, and you can do like a little bit of an introduction after. Yeah, yeah. Points. Well, is there, is there a humming in the background for me? Can you hear that? It's, it's, it's not too bad. Right, it's, cool, it's, honestly, yeah. it's manageable. Yeah. So yeah, what I noticed mostly from 2012 um, shift was that a lot of people were waiting for that day. And then after that, like the whole thing about the Ascension is paradoxical because people are, um, the ascension really is about finding the beauty in this moment. However, the ascension is also like a place that we're going towards. So it's kind of a paradox because the only way you can get to an ascended world is by living presently. So it's like you really give up the whole concept of even wanting to um, create something in the future because you're just enjoying the moment right now. So what happened in pre-2012, because I was doing a lot of events then, and I did a, a uh, an all-day, two all-day, I'm sorry, two three-day conferences uh, one a month before December 21st, 2012, called Cosmic Reunion, and then another one called Cosmic Reunion Fourth Density a few months afterwards. And the whole premise of it was in order to, um, like, we brought speakers in from all over the world, and it was like, okay, Cosmic Reunion 2012, ETs, and all this stuff, and let's all join forces, right? But even a lot of our speakers that were there weren't booking any gigs after December 21st, 2012, because they didn't know what was going to happen. And I was even one of them. I was not, I had a, a whole year of 2012 worth of events and i stopped my events the day before december 21st because i was like what's gonna happen right and then after it happened after that date occurred a lot of people in my community speakers uh holistic practitioners it seems like everybody got a little more grounded into their own body they're like oh, okay so i'm not gonna wait for a date anymore 
that's counterproductive. Let me be present now and live in, in my joy and passion now. And I've noticed that there's been a big shift and a big um, more groundedness. Even pre-2012, it was really airy-fairy, more new age. And then it's been more grounded. And then you can even tie that into the fact that, you know, the Ancient Alien Show and other um, um, other alternative media outlets that have now become mainstream. 2012, these guys were super alternative. And now, like, it's it's like taking over the mainstream, basically. And as you said earlier, if you go on the street, and I, I jokingly say this to people about multiple things, like, if you went around and found 10 people on the street and you asked them one thing, like, for example, do you think your government is corrupt? You'll probably get nine out of 10 people or 10 out of 10 people saying yes. But you go 40, 50 years ago, 10, or even 20 years ago, pre-2001, pre-Obama even, right? Because I was like voting for Obama until after him, I had this whole other uh, reality when I realized what he was actually doing, the atrocities he was creating. So like, even then people just like eight years ago, not as many people would have said, yes, my government's corrupt. And now if you go up to people and say, do you believe in aliens? You're 2012, you might've got more of a little pushback and people kind of ridiculing you. But now it's almost every single person will say yes. And the answer to people who aren't in the know, their answer will be that, oh yeah, this universe is so huge. It's really, it's gotta be ignorant of us to think that we're the only people here. That seems to be the mainstream narrative of it all. So I, I think that answers what you were, you were saying, because I was sitting on my mic, I only got a few words that you were saying, but that's basically what I've noticed the shift has occurred since 2012. And then if you want to go in deeper than that, some people say, oh, nothing happened in 2012. Actually, um, there are a lot of things that occurred in 2012, but there weren't maybe some airy-fairy or some UFO kind of sighting thing. For example, the US government was, uh, before 2012, were actually showing profits on their books even though they were making losses every year. After 2012, all of a sudden, they started being transparent with their documents and showing the actual financial losses that the US economy is making. So there's things like that that I feel are contributing towards this awakening. It doesn't have to be something like super amazing and some event where you know the lights are all in the sky. A lot of these small, um, in, um, all, so a lot of these um, infrastructure and industries are starting to crumble and new ones are being emerged and I've seen that pick up a lot since 2012. So thank you, Neil. Yeah. So I'm going to continue. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go ahead. Well, uh, part part of the general discussion uh, question in that context was also just kind of like, what seeds are we planting now? Yes. You know, as we as we kind of like look as we, and again in the context of moving through this 1111 gate, how are we stepping through it with intention? Um, you can talk about that uh, if you want, and then yeah, if. Uh, within context, you can even just share some like short, yeah. quick updates because I know you've been uh, very cool. eventfully busy over the last little bit. Could I do a few poems? We could we could do that um, a little bit later. Okay. Like, what's your schedule before we wrap Probably it up? Probably leaving for sure. in like forty minutes. Okay, yeah. Well, the broadcast will be over before then, right, so cool. yeah, we can good. we can b before we kind of move into the last stage, we can kind of do it then. Okay. Um, but but yeah, any any or, or maybe unless somebody else wants to jump in uh, before Neil continues, general thoughts on kind of what we were talking about earlier, kind of like you know feeling that where where are we right now in terms of the collective consciousness and again, kind of like that 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 balancing of the masculine feminine energies if that's 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 just one way of kind of gauging it um but where else where, where, where do you see us at right now like what does the shift in consciousness look like from your perspective you know and again what seeds are we planting moving forward willow did you want to go next I, go for it. I really just wanted to mention one thing which is really interesting for me because i i've always loved history 
And I think we don't really know where we're going until we look at where we've been. And if we look back, since civilization has had governing bodies, it has been a toss between a matriarchal society and a patriarchal society. And I think this is the time when we are actually starting to understand the balance and how we actually need both. It can't be just a masculine or just a feminine. It has to be an understanding of both of those things. That's just what I wanted to say. I agree. Let me, uh, if you don't mind me Absolutely. adding to that. Yeah, I, actually, when, when I first got into this and I was hearing divine feminine all the time and I was saying the same thing a lot, and then I came to a realization that, you know, like, it's not like we live in the divine masculine either. The, we live in a wounded masculine. So it's really not just the divine return of the divine feminine. It's also the return of the divine masculine. And um, for us, to under, and it's really interesting because look at us here. We're five, five guys, right? Six guys. Is it? Yeah, six of us. And um, a lot of these events, a lot of guys are stepping up. And it's interesting because what we're really conveying is bringing back the feminine energy down to earth. And it seems that a lot of men are actually picking up the baton in order to be doing that. So I feel that's kind of like, um, it's, it's kind of self-fulfilling prophecy, really. It's, it's a beautiful thing that the energy that has kind of controlled this reality is now shifting and people that like us are actually bringing down this divine feminine in order to you know, shift this world. And it's not about one energy being more dominant than the other. It's about both of them marrying each other. And if you look back in ancient Egypt, there's a lot of um, matriarchal you know, references. And in ancient Egypt, actually predating um, pre-dynastic Egypt, you see um, women like pharaohs with their hands on top of the head of men, right? And in the matriarchal society, it symbolizes balance. Whereas in a patriarchal society, considered like it's more of a control aspect and control doesn't have to be bad, you know, if it's used for bad. So that's kind of my two cents on it. And the seeds that we're planting right now is just that we're picking up momentum. Everybody that seems to be into this, a lot of people that are have a platform are actually going full throttle, taking the risks with their life and the career even to get on this more full time and convey their message to the world because it looks like, you know, there's a lot of chaos and confusion in the world. And right now is the time that we need this information. And to me, the chaos and confusion is beautiful because um, I remember I went to a Bashar event a while ago and he was like, it's the rubber band effect. Like you pull the rubber band back and then you let it go and it goes into the light. But the more you pull it back, the more darkness you go. So the crazier things look, the more confusion there is basically just means that we're getting to the epitome of duality. The epitome of duality is separation. In order for us to get back to the oneness, we're here to experience that separation. So I embrace that we're experiencing the separation, and I feel now it's time for us to come back to this oneness. Thank you, Neil. Very well said. I'll just add to that real quick, and then um, Bevan, I'm going to pass it over You're to you. Me. Sorry, one second. There we go. You guys couldn't hear me, but yes. Thank you, Neil. Well said. I'll pass over to Bevan in a second. I just want to add to that real quickly. Um, real quickly, just before I pass over to Bevan, uh, again, within this, this context, of um separation i uh, this is a very very simple but very beautiful metaphor when the baby is inside the womb it's inside the mother it doesn't actually know it's like where it is it just kind of it's there there's a presence it like might feel the mother but it doesn't really know where it is the only way for the baby to actually like know the mother is to be born and is to be separated from the mother and then to be like turned around so that it can look back 
at where it came from. And that's kind of what we are experiencing as consciousness. We're literally being separated from the mother, from, you know, the mother that is the masculine, that is the feminine, that is us. And from here, we're able to see ourselves. But what we need to make do, what we need to make sure of, and this is kind of like, again, what the purpose, this is a call to action, is that if we were to do nothing, meaning that if we were to like use our free will to just like kind of like not assist with the shift in consciousness, what evidently will happen is that the egos will kind of like reign control and we will continue to become more separate. The child will continue to be to move further away, right? And so like that's kind of the thing is that like without the free will of of human consciousness, separation will continue to to move itself separated. Uh, this is just kind of an idea, but then it's up to our free will to kind of like bring us back to that connection, to that oneness, to that lack of separation. Um, so that I, I just kind of wanted to be able to share that. I want to be able to pass over to Bevan because uh, obviously, uh, again, kind of on this discussion, Bevan, I'd love to be able to hear some of your perspective on, again, kind of like this this rising in the divine feminine, this this merging of the masculine and female and masculine, the divine masculine and female. And again, what seeds are we planting moving forward? And, and anything else that you feel called to share, Bevan, in the context? Passing over to you when you're ready. Go ahead. Okay. Um, where to begin? So I feel like right now, I'm heading into 2020. It's it's also important to realize that everyone is at a different stage in their awakening. So you have some people that have been on it for a while, um, and even if they have, like we're we're all still in such unique places. But at the same time, we're all in this together. We're all um, being lifted and, and raised in consciousness and vibration together because, you know, ascension is collective. Obviously, it's happening. I feel like it's not just happening on Earth, but it's, you know, it's happening throughout the whole universe. It's kind of like the universe is jumping a quantum leap in a, in a spiral. And like we're all just kind of along for the ride. And well, at least those of us who are ready to shift into a higher, um, more integrated love-based consciousness. Um, so I really feel like, at least for me, I can't really speak for other people, but from what I've seen with my friends and stuff, like a lot of people are stepping out of shadow. They're, they are um, coming into more of a spiritual sovereignty within themselves. and. Um, I like to see, you know, everything is frequency, everything is energy. So the shadow realms are just frequencies. And, um, you know, of course, like, you need to be in your shadow, be with those parts of yourself that have been cut off, that feel lost, that feel pain, that have gone through trauma. And um, it's so important to shine the light into those places, into the darkest of places. And that's a huge part of the work. And a lot of people have been doing that work. And at least for like the kind of level that I'm at with, um, and a lot of other people I know are kind of stepping into this as well, is like coming out of the shadow and kind of like standing uh, in your sovereignty, like your crown on, you got your magic scepter of awesomeness or your lightsaber and you're, you're standing in your power and you're standing in love, you're standing in your truth in clarity 
which I really like that 2020 clarity. That was like a clicking moment of like, oh yeah, definitely. And um, there is this union of the masculine and feminine. It's like a, a balance that is um, happening within ourselves. And from that space, we're, we're blooming out and we're, um, we're coming into so much more. And what I mean by that is um, we're, we're stepping into more infinite possibility. Limits are being shed. We're realizing like the only limits that we have are the limits that we create. And from that understanding, we can create anything that we desire. And I feel like that really is what coming into fifth, fifth dimensional consciousness and beyond is about is um, realizing like whatever I think I can become. So what I feel like I'm stepping into is like, I've always believed in magic and a part of me has, you know, been, been um, kind of chained by the man or whatever, by the in conditions to not believe in magic and infinite possibility and, you know, pure, pure goodness. And um, now I'm like, I'm going to believe that fully. I'm going to believe in the calling of my heart fully, the calling of my soul fully and forget, forget everything else. And I'm going to step into that and put my focus into that and shed every, shed all those other chains. And um, it's quite exciting. It really is. Uh, as you can tell, <laughs> I'm getting pretty jazzed up about it. <laughs> so I feel like with 2020, we're really stepping into something like so beautiful and so good for a lot of us. And, um, and others, uh, they will, you know, experience some really deep healing and others will just be like, uh, maybe really facing the state of the world and how it is and how we really need to change and how we really need to take action and um, take care of ourselves and we need to take care of the earth. Um, so yeah, lots of different things. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you so much, Bevan, for sharing. It's wonderful to hear that. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and yeah, absolutely. I, again, I think it's, it's really, it's, it's great to hear you, emulating that that just that feeling of like i'm gonna do what i'm here to do and and really just inviting yourself to like ask yourself you know like what is it what is it i'm here to do or what am i most excited about doing and that's where um for for a lot of us neil do you have to head out is that or who's no percy you're heading who are we saying goodnight to willow you're saying goodnight okay i'll pass it to you in a second um so what i was just gonna say uh real quick was I forget. I'll pass it over to Willow though. So <laughs> that's okay. But yeah, oh, oh, very, very, oh, okay. Very simply put, but I'll go back to it later. Basically like looking into the future, I foresee what I, what I hold the vision for is again, this, this, this reality where more of us are able to, again, be like doing what we love to do for a living, essentially, essentially like to, to be like passionately in that, in that balance of, um, Oh, geez, that word, that Japanese word, the Ikarugi, Ikaruga or something like that, where it's like the meeting of like kind of like your passion and what the community needs and what you're paid for, where you're supported in doing, finding that, finding that sweet spot, that sweet spot. That's where I hope, uh, that's what I hold for the future. Willow, pass it over to you. And, and if you, if you're heading out soon, then um, yeah, any closing thoughts as well. So Willow, when you're ready, go ahead. 
Um, I, I don't really have much to add when it comes to closing thoughts, but I would just like to say that I love every one of your opinions and everyone that you know has been watching because it really does take all of us to create the proper paradigm shift that we're actually working towards. There's not any one right way. There's not any right or wrong answer. It's literally all of us that we are collectively, if we're fed up with the way the world is now, the only way we can make tomorrow better is by today. And I definitely think that this is an exquisite time to do it, especially with the 11-11 starting tomorrow. But um, yeah, thank you for having me tonight. And I, I wish you all a wonderful continuing of the session. And I will see you guys tomorrow. Awesome. Thank you, Willow. Uh, I just, before you head out, just maybe just like one or two, uh, give us a couple like seed intentions that you want to be able to plant for, for the future or, or even it could even be for yourself. Just some sort of, in give us like a couple seeds that you're planting for the future as we move through the Stargate from you. And we'll get that from everybody before we wrap it up. Um, a couple seeds specifically that I'm planting are focused on being connected more to, to my own need to be a messenger and being able to pull the people that are awakening and embrace them in the fact that they're not alone, but also that there's nothing wrong with awakening at this time versus yesterday or five years ago, that the fact of the matter is when each person wakes up, they wake up. Some of them wake up as children and some wake up you know, just before they die, you never know when it's going to happen. But I think what's really key is where your intention is. As long as it's planted with love, that's all that matters. If it's planted with any sort of negative intent, it's going to backfire. It's going to not work. So that's, that's where I'm focusing on. Is finding those people that are looking to find the connection in another like-minded person and bring them bring them here you know bring them to the people that actually have the shared consciousness beautiful awesome thank you willow and yeah i'll just thank you thank you and i say this to, to you and everyone thank you for being a, a bridge for more magic into this world you know and kind of this is this is what i was actually thinking of as well when bevan was talking again just that idea each one of us, we are like ambassadors of magic. If you just kind of like want to think about that, it's like, it's like we're wizards. Like we're literally wizards. We're like modern day wizards and we're helping more people just kind of like see the magic of the world around them, see the magic within themselves, to see their own potential. And so how can we be ambassadors? How can we be bridges for that magic? And Willow, I thank you for being, for being your own bridge in the way that we all are. And as we all build these bridges, again, it's like spokes on a wheel, all kind of like leading us back to, to again, that, that truth within our own hearts. So awesome. Willow, thank you as well for just being here and for joining and for sharing your heart and your voice. And we'll see you in the future. Much love, brother. Awesome. Sweet. Okay. So with that said, we'll pass it over to Percy. Um, there's one thing. No, I think that's about it. Um, but yeah, just, just again, I, I really love that idea of giving us that, that, that vision moving into the future of like, how can I be, how can I help bring more magic into this world? Right? Like ask yourself that 
Like that's the thing, right? Like if we ask ourselves these questions, the heart will answer. How can I help bring more magic into this world? And the answers might be, again, the way I post on social media. It might be like videos I'm making. It might be conversations I'm having with my friends and family. It might be, you know, ways, it might be doing free hugs. It might be giving out shift buttons. It might be, again, just like creating our art. And, and I think it's all of those things, quite frankly. So again, that's the archetype that I invite all of us to kind of like, not just, not just play with, to play with, but to also live, to also embody that, for that to be like a, a, a way that we see ourselves and the reason why we're here. So if that resonates with you, drop an 11-11 in the chat. If uh, anybody here, for if you feel like you're just like, yes, I'm here to bring more magic into this world. Percy, we'll pass it over to you. And again, if there are other thoughts that you had from earlier, please feel free to add those in. And again, as we get closer to the end of this broadcast, we're going to close it off in the next like 25 minutes, less than that. What seeds, what seeds are we planting for the future? What do we want the future to look like? Like if we literally just like take a breath. And I mean, again, if we were in like 2010 during the, again, the, the apocalypse and as 1111 balance our, our friend in the chat was mentioning the apocalypse is the greek word that means unveiling and a lot of people refer to 2012 as the apocalypse you can see that that has been happening and and the unveiling is a process so as the veil continues to be unveiled so to speak as the apocalypse continues to unfold happy apocalypse <laughs> you know like um, get pumped we should have a, like a ap apocalypse party 2020 woohoo so uh but yes uh, percy uh and any thoughts on kind of going back to even like the masculine feminine where we are now and again what seeds what intentions are we carrying through with us as we move through this 11 11 stargate into 2020 and beyond so percy passing over to you thanks Literally, i'm just gonna clear my throat one second uh one okay no worries there we go um perfect thank you um i do have a few things i'd like to share and um oh yes it's gone excellent um yeah i was a uh, kind of a very resonating with a lot of things that a, a few of you were talking about and I, i'm gonna try to be succinct and i'm gonna try to remember everything but um it was all this tangent that had to do with a lot of points um um we were talking about uh, what willow was talking about um also you know like uh being able to observe and look at where we've been as a species uh in order to move forward and uh also the awareness i like the image that you brought brendan about uh, you know the baby that is being born out of the the mother earth or pachamama right and uh, how when we look at our own body or the body of our mother from which we've come which is part of our own body you know, we, we understand who we are in perspective. We, we, we get that I am moment, right? And maybe that is the, I, I do believe that uh, that's part of the process that is happening with humanity itself, uh, trying to see itself in the mirror for where it's been. Um, and I think that there is one, uh, one thing that I would like to add that can be very important to, in order to have a proper healing in a mass scale in the whole world. And um, part of it would be also, I've been going through a long period of time where I've been studying uh, what people know as anthropology, you know, or, uh, and, and history and, and psychology. And I've been exploring different cultures and uh, one by one over the last two years. And just as a form of verify what I had observed in previous years that uh, like uh, you mentioned as well, uh, all religions really, and all systems of wisdom and systems of intelligence are actually different angles that are looking at the same thing. And, um, and, and it's, it's kind of sad to see how much bloodshed has happened because of the misunderstanding of, of all of these different aspects of observing the same phenomena of life and the same miracle of life on earth. And um, the more I've been studying, and I've been studying even my own traditions uh, in my country, I'm originally from Peru. And um, 
there is a long story to what's happened in that society and uh, and um, you know and uh, there is a uh, some uh, indigenous groups that had been um, uh, marginalized like it happens apparently all over the world in North America as well as even in the Middle East and uh, and many other places that uh, hold this incredible wisdom and this incredible connection to previous forms of intelligence before we solidify it in this um, uh, you know uh, uh, you know like um, scientific method based and uh, industrial revolution uh, influenced kind of uh, uh, mentality where we are only observing something for its practical use which is a valid thing an aspect of some uh, of anything we look at however there has been so many ways in which we've observed life you know when i look at a tree and i'm not only looking at timber or or or, or things to build things with but i am also observing the beauty of that life that that, that it breathes into its environment you know like uh, the balance that it creates with the other life forms that it has around it and so many other traditions had kept little keys to access that kind of observation that kind of perspective and that kind of appreciation of life itself and some of these traditions are in danger just like many of the uh life species on earth as well um and uh, out of just uh, this sort of um, a slumber that is like you say is keeping the baby turned away from the mother away and away and away uh, or that's what it, it it almost seems like it intends to do um so appearances anyway but what I'm trying to say here is that one of the important things to do would be to really you know, inform ourselves about this beauty that so many of these old cultures in the world, some of which that still survive to this day, you know, uh, have to offer the world. And many of these communities have even tuned into the change in 2012. Like even the the the, the Keros in the uh, high Andean mountains of uh, of southern Peru. Uh, have been trying to come out and try to reveal their their wisdom to people so that it's not lost wisdom it's not lost knowledge and i think many of these keys are very important uh, because not only is about finding out the keys and understanding them but it's about the process um, that it entails and that process entails connection with those people it entails actually taking the veil out of our own eyes of how we uh you know as a mass so uh you know Western society will observe what normal living is and actually peek into, in, 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 into this information and help bridges happen between those people so that they can also develop between each other. Because I do think that, you know, for instance, you bring a Shinto priest that, you know, really understands the kami or the natural spirit of the, of the earth that, that lives in, within the earth would have so much to talk about to the Kurakas in the Andes even though they call, uh, speak completely different languages, but they speak to the same spirit. You know, it's a way to also embellish these keys that, that we've left for ourselves out of love throughout history. You know, so I think that connection and that willingness to dig into the, you know, like the not so comfortable things we've done uh, between the human societies that we are in the world will allow us to create a space of accountability and accountability is the key to trust and the key to friendship and the key to the rekindling of harmony between different kinds of societies and different kinds of uh, perspectives on the world and perspectives of life itself. Uh, so I, I would say that I, I really firmly believe that that would be very important seed to plant, to reconcile the understanding uh, of uh, our societies about previous societies and societies that still live on with uh, so much beauty to offer um, so, so much um, fruits of 
you know, the living love in the world that, that has survived the brutality of our self-discovery and the seeming separation. But like the thing about separation is like, it's like breath, you know, it's uh, the same zoom, it's expansion and contraction. And we're in that moment right now where we are breathing back in, uh, you know, looking back in into our beauty. And so we can really observe it and understand it and be able to move forward. And having said that also have to stretch the hands and uh, shake the hands that we need to and give the hugs that we need to and be, and be able to say, hey, you know, my culture did this to your culture. I acknowledge that. What can I do to make it better? And only having that thought, only having that perception and that phrase to, to other people in their minds can seem still like such a brave thing because it's such an intense amount of karma that a lot of people don't want to take in because it's something that has happened before their lifetime. You know, it's something that society has been doing. But I think it will be important to kind of look at it in the face with love and courage, with courageous love. And, and, you know, and use that courage to also be like, hey, you know, I am here present for what has been happening. And I am here present for what is here to come. And I'm here with you as a brother or as a sister, you know? And yeah, I find that that's very important and, and it will take a lot of patience and it will, you know, there will be a lot of bliss and a lot of catharsis with it. And it will also, you know, test us as a means of ma making our love stronger and our courage stronger. Uh, and our ability to be present for one another in whichever part of the process of healing uh, the other may be. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, Percy. That was beautifully said. Uh, absolutely. And, and I love what you're saying there. Um, I wrote it down in the chat. Inform ourselves of this beauty. And, and again, you know, in reference to the different, the many, many traditions and tribes throughout the world who who have this knowledge, who have this experience. And so like, Again, it's 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 kind of interesting to think that if 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 these tribes were to just like fade away into the history of myth, you know, like we ourselves would still hold that we ourselves would still be be responsible for for again being ambassadors for that beauty, ambassadors for that that knowledge, that connection, and and I think uh, again, just if, I really appreciate what you said there. Again, just really emphasizing the idea of being able to like bear witness to, to what is happening on our planet right now. And I think that that is such a powerful idea. And that is such an important thing with moving forward. If we wish to change things, then we must bear witness to what they are now. And we must ask ourselves, do we wish for this to continue or do we wish to change this? And as we decide on what it is that we want, ultimately we decide on what it is that is needed, on what we must, again, step into. And so I see this the seed that we're planting as we move forward in 2012 and in 2020 is again, like one of responsibility, one of under a deep understanding that again, the, the, the healing that is going to take place requires us to see, requires us to, to see the way we are destroying the oceans, to see the way we are treating each other as humans, to see the ways in which the rainforest is burning. And for us to be able to, reflect on being able to check in and being able to say you know like the problem is the solution because by seeing this i know that this isn't the path that is needed i know that this isn't the path that we must follow not just for us but for our children right and so we're always kind of bringing in that mentality of seven generations back seven generations ahead and i think us as leaders that's an incredibly important thing to just kind of like keep in our heart as well so percy i know you're gonna have to head out shortly and we're gonna get close to wrapping this up i just really want to kind of go around the circle one last time for anybody here and just kind of again 
give me some intentions that you want to be able to set for yourself, for the collective, whatever it is, as we move forward into the future. And again, kind of like, where do you want to see ourselves in 2020, you know? And so again, in 2020, again, I think it's one thing that we didn't mention during this broadcast, and I'll just mention it real quick, is understanding our objective is not to try and awaken everyone. I think when we understand that, it kind of like takes a bit of the pressure off because again, it's understanding that people will awaken when the time is right for them. Quote unquote awakening. We are always in a process of awakening. There are always layers of awakening. And the fact is that there are some human souls who are here on this journey who did not come here at this time to awaken. And that's okay. That's okay. Like it actually is okay because it's part of the formula. It's part of the bigger yin yang. And it's also understanding that if you think about it, you know, like, in the same way, you kind of can choose to kind of live out the dream as the dream and you're just in it and you're just experiencing it. It's kind of like a roller coaster ride, the ups and downs, and it is what it is. But when you kind of like awaken into it, that can be a very discomforting thing. Again, kind of like thinking back to like the metaphors of like Neo waking up from the Matrix, right? Like if some people not like it literally becomes a choice of the soul. And, and it's okay for the soul to actually be able to say like, hey, you know what? I'm choosing not to quote unquote fully awaken this time. Maybe I'll still awaken. I'll still be a nice person. I'll still be kind, but I might not fully, fully awaken. But in not doing so, that is also because I as a soul, I'm like kind of like making this karmic choice, uh, knowing that the process of awakening is one that can be very challenging, one that can be very arduous, one that can be, again, very daunting as well and that's why it's so important that for all of us who are awakening that we're here to support each other that we're here as community that we're here to be able to come back to this round table to have these discussions and to be able to check in as we continue to move forward so again just passing and talking to the ground and maybe passing it back to percy first before we go around with everyone else and then we'll get close to wrapping it up and neil will finish it off with a little bit of flowetry at the end what are our intentions that we're planting right now as we move forward through this 1111 and where do we want, where do we like I, literally asking that question, where do you want to see yourself in 2020? Not just you, you as in the collective, you as in like the whole, where do you want to see humans in 2012? Not in 20, sorry, in 2020, not just say where might we be, but if we were to think that, where do we want to be? What could that look like? What could that look like? And when really quickly, I'll just kind of say again, you know, if, if this climate crisis is calling us into action, if this is like, you know, again, kind of like moving us into a better relationship between ourselves and the environment, it's possible to see like a quite a fundamental shift in our society. One that is very much more like heart oriented, one that is very much more aware, one that is also like, again, very like serving of the arts. So again, we'll just kind of go around the circle and just kind of play with that idea and just kind of like draw in that that vision within our hearts and within our minds, knowing that we're already there. Like we're already there. Can you feel that? Can you feel where we are in 2020? And what does that look like? So Percy, passing it over to you, intentions as we move forward from here and visions for the future. Go ahead, brother. Absolutely. Uh, well, my intentions would be to um, be in a place where I can dedicate and devote more of my daily time and more of my time uh, sustainably to uh, build bridges between people through art, through community. And also uh, one thing I've been really, uh, it has to be, uh, it has to do with uh, some, some of my uh, personal um, spiritual path too. At some point I uh, made a promise that I am thinking to fulfill and I'm feeling that that's something that is going to definitely, most definitely happen. And that is, I, 
I'm seeking out uh, ways and I'm researching ways to bring um, theater practice and art practices to society uh, to introduce and reintroduce and bring clarity to the importance of ritual as it was understood in the past and it's understood in the present in different traditions as to help the healing between different cultures and, uh, and the understanding of the why certain things were done out of uh, you know not just the mental uh, immediate physical aspects as well but also you know the impact that it has to sing around a tree uh, in your community you know like all of these different kinds of knowings that we've tended to forget i would love to find an artful way uh to to bring it um back to the common awareness uh for people to understand it and not to misunderstand it um you know the relationship to ritual the relationship to tradition uh so that we can really uh, you know like really um refine that it is that the soul of the collective is getting from the experience and the growth of society itself and I will also be really in a place where I can do more art, go back to filmmaking um, is one of my uh, personal uh, biggest um, goals, which I am uh, slowly working with the golden, uh, the graphic novel that I'm making as well as part of the plan. Uh, in 2020, in um, 10 years from now, uh, we should be done the comic. Um, the third volume will be finished up. Should everything go according to plan or be at the very end of it? And I'm very excited because um, a lot of things are going to happen in that story around that time, and it is, has to do along with, uh, along the lines of um, the healing between the different cultures and our understanding of nature, or healing with nature. Uh, like I, I think I was Carl Sagan that at some point in a documentary, so um, a few years ago, he was talking about how at some point in society there was like a ideological uh, divorce between sky and earth you know, or the mind and the body, or even religions of the, of the heights and the religions of the, of, of the earth, you know, ideologically and the positive and the, the male and the feminine as well. And I, I am delighted to see how that union is coming back around and is coming together again. And um, I would love to, you know, um, say, you know, that in 10 years, I, to be honest, I really think that that's going to be more of a solid reality because I'm going to be actively working on it with every single breath that I breathe. Um, and yeah, that's my intent for the coming year as well. Um, planting seeds as well. A friend of mine, Natasha Batiston, maybe she'll see this at some point. Uh, I haven't seen her in a while, but she said to me something that stayed with me since she said it in 2012 or 13. And she said, every time you speak, you know, every time a word comes out of your mouth to someone else, you are throwing a seed in, onto that soul. And you can always come back to revisit that soul to see what's been of what you've planted in that soul. You know, and sometimes that simple word can evoke such great forests of oak in that soul. You know, sometimes it can, it can really grow in very unexpected things. And, and that really put me, started to make me think about every single tiny thing I do in my daily life and every single thing I say to everyone, um, every word I use, even with myself, I am planting a seed in a soul and it's the soul of the all, you know, every single word. And um, just like Willow was saying, I think uh, the key is to plant with love. So plant with love. Beautiful. <laughs> Plant with love. I love that. Let love guide us. Well, also, one more thing. Uh, my computer yep. has this interesting quirk. 
it might rebooting 10 minutes uh, right and, uh, it does that so and avoidably so you... in the event that i don't see you guys on the chat after this i would like to say thank you so much for having me uh thank you so much for what you do thank you for being that you are uh thank you thank you thank you um I, I am here and thank you for bringing me over and um there's so much more to come and i am very excited for what we are all going to be bringing together to the table awesome thank you so much percy and again honored to be able to have you here amongst the table as well thank and you. so yes for everybody here again check the show notes but i'm just posting into the chat as well for percy's websites and again you can check him out on instagram or sorry on facebook you don't have instagram yet do you percy not yet I'm working on it <laughs> working on it maybe this week okay cool <laughs> soon enough and uh you can check him out on facebook on patreon and at percycampos.com as well so percy awesome thank you so much man beautiful Sweet. Okay. So again, I just want to, we're, we're getting close to just wrapping up. So I just want to be able to pass it around. Uh, Bevan, Neil, if one of you wants to jump in next, uh, again, kind of like intentions as we move through the 1111 gate for yourself, for the collective, where we see ourselves in 10 years from now, if you would like to share, go ahead, practice sharing. Bevan or Neil, whoever wants to go next. Bevan, do you want to go next? Neil has offered for you to go next, I guess. Yes. Okay, cool. Hmm, let's do it. What there are a few things I'm planting for 1111. Um, you know, I feel like it's it's not me as a person that is is guiding me anymore. It's it's my higher self, it's that divine intelligence. Um, and it's just kind of like you know, it's it's shaping us, and um, we're we're kind of the more we follow it, the the more we come into greater states of, of being. And um, so I feel like I am really feeling like I'm stepping into organically um, a, like a, a spiritual sovereignty in a sense of I'm, I'm not letting other people's opinions or judgments or actions or whatever, like I'm not letting that get to me anymore. I'm, I'm not taking things personally simply because I don't want to, I only want peace in my being. I'm, I only want to be radiating love um, for myself and for others. And so that's something that has been coming up. And also, ha <clears throat> um. I, I'm feeling like I don't want my joy to be based on any experience or circumstance. I am just in a state of joy or I'm feeling happy for no reason. I'm feeling happy because I want to feel happy and because I, I love feeling alive. And the more I embrace life, the, the more beautiful it becomes and the easier it is to just it finds the beauty and the magic and the love and everything. So um, it's more energetic for me, for sure, what I feel I'm stepping into and just opening up to just um, a lot of beautiful things and a shedding of a lot of, you know, things that I'm, I'm ready to let go of. Um, but I also feel myself like as I'm doing that, creating more, um, I'm, creating my website I'm stepping into a space within myself where I would see myself within the next year or the next two years like really um 
becoming a, a sort of holistic slash <laughs> spiritual slash like self-love coach and um, stepping into that more of that leadership role and helping others in that way. So that's a cool thing. Beautiful. Awesome. And Bevan, just to add on to that, where would you where would you want to see us collectively as like a culture in like 10 years from now, just kind of like maybe in a few point form notes, like what might be a little bit different, hopefully by then? Um, I see a lot of like people coming together in communities and just like, like shedding like the, this paradigm belief system of I need to work really hard to survive and getting, yeah, getting out of that survival mentality and into like, how can I thrive? How can we thrive together? What can we create together? Um, so I feel like we will see um, these new earth communities, sustainable villages popping up more. I mean, there are some, but like there aren't that many and we'll see more of those. And um, that's, that's what I see. Awesome. Sweet. Well, Bevan, thank you again for sharing. And, and, and absolutely like one of the things that, again, is part of the vision that I hold and I kind of already mentioned this, but just to reiterate is that like part of why I'm creating paradigm shift and working with leading members and building this community is because like, yeah, in less than 10 years from now, I want to be able to, well, in, in 10 years now, I want to see more of us who are again, like living as entrepreneurs, doing what we love to be able to serve others creating our art, being able to show up for community, helping people with coaching or whatever it is that we're doing. I think, uh, I think that's a very, very powerful thing. And again, one of the things, if you were to reflect on that question of like, what is needed, I would say one of the things that what is needed is for more of us to be doing what's like in our heart as our full-time commitment, as our passion, as our living, as a way that's, that is supported. And I think that's definitely possible. And again, that's thanks to platforms like Patreon, you know, thanks to all the resources are, that are available. So again, by me, by me being able to, and, and this is one thing that I'll say, and there's another thing that Bevan said that really resonated, but again, like by me being able to like, you know, be an example for the fact that like, Hey, Patreon can work for me in the same way. I want to be able to say like, let's make Patreon work for all of us. Let's and not just Patreon, but any, any sort of model that's creating that, that income that supports you to allow you to do what you need to do. But Bevan, I think what you said was also really beautiful of like, as we move into 2020, there is a lot more of this feeling of being kind of like in service to the conscious flow that's coming through us. And I think this really has to, this, this comes down to our ability to like, listen, our ability to listen to the wisdom of our heart that is speaking through us. And that is saying, you know, like, Oh, like this is what is needed. This is the direction you can move in. This is who you can connect with. This is the art that you can share. And I think again, it's kind of this, it's not a surrender, but it is very much like this, like intuitive opening where we know and trust that when we remove the blockages, there's like this natural kind of way of living life that the universe wants us to do, that the universe wants us to be able to accentuate and to exude. And as we do this, this is the energy that is going to be calling us into more of our leadership, calling us into more of our creator, calling us into deeper places of our heart, calling us into more courageously compassionate action as well. So I think uh, it's a very, again, just beautiful thing to allow us to kind of be in that place of, I'll say this, and as we move into the future of like deeper trust, deeper trust and being able to connect with our 
with our wisdom, with our heart, with our intuition, with understanding that the futures that we are moving towards, we are already connected to. It's kind of like this, this like golden rope that we're kind of like following into the future and it's already there and we can kind of like trust this rope. And again, this, this rope is our ability to be connected with our own heart and connected with our, you know, our higher self or whatever you want to call it and bridging that together. So Bevan, thank you again for sharing. We'll pass it over to Neil. And then um, after Neil shares, uh, we'll get him to share some flow tree. And then pretty much from there, I'll just say a couple closing thoughts and then we'll, we'll wrap it up uh, from there. And then, uh, yeah, we'll see everyone again. Uh, if you're listening to this in the near future uh, for our 11-11 guided global meditation, which is on Monday, November 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on youtube.com forward slash call Babylon. So, Neil, passing it over to you again, kind of moving into closing thoughts, but any seeds that you want to be able to plant? And oh, one last thing I'll just say on that note, because um, I saw it in the comments, we have to water our seeds. That's an important thing, right? So it's like, I think a big thing as we move forward in 2020 is actually going to be more focused on self-care. I think that is, and, and, and Bevan, you're kind of talking about this as well. And everyone's kind of talking about this. And I think that is, again, that is what is needed, right? Like, what are we doing here? We're asking ourselves as a community, what is needed? What is needed is self-care because that's going to allow us to fill our own cup so that we can water those seeds. How are we going to water the seeds if we don't have our cup filled up ourselves? And so that we can water others. We don't want to be pouring from an empty cup. So again, for everybody here, what is the work? What is the work that we are doing? The work, first and foremost, your job, first and foremost, is to take care of yourself. And as you do that, everything else kind of unfolds through that. Again, kind of what we're, we're what Bevan was saying. It's kind of, as you're taking care of yourself, you're more in that place of that natural flow, of that natural ability to listen to your heart and show up uh, for what is needed and to trust in that process. So Neil, passing it over to you again, what seeds are we planting and what do we see for the future 2020 and beyond? For, my, for myself personally, my seeds for my own physical well-being would be to um, really step into more body consciousness and just be inside my body and to uh, whether that's, you know, eating well, working out. Uh, but definitely 2020 is self-care year for me. And then in regards to planting the seeds globally, uh, we're just going to keep moving forward with what we've been creating in regards to the disclosure of extraterrestrial presence, um, ancient civilizations, uh, teaching people about ancient history, we have two East Coast conferences this coming 2020, True World, His uh, True World History Atlanta, True World History Asheville, all day conferences with five speakers. Um, ultimately, the, what it really comes down to is planting the seeds so that we can collectively heal our trauma and that we can not look at our trauma as being victim to it, but growing experiences. So it's really a spiritual evolution. Um, I'm hoping that, you know, I feel that once we get out of this scarcity, just like Bevan was saying, once we get out of the scarcity uh, mentality, we can concentrate on greater and higher consciousness. Uh, for example, right now, you know, when you when you got to struggle to survive, when you have to um, put food on your table, when you, you have to struggle just to have a roof over your head, it's difficult for you to concentrate on your spirituality. So I do feel that what's, the seeds that have been created in the past are going to be taking foot in 2020, which is... Uh, a lot of people in these industrialized societies are going to start having their basic needs met. And when we have our basic needs met and we can start focusing on, on other things, whether it's, you know, having a school paid for or having a house paid for or not having to worry about eating or being poor and homeless. So once that happens, we can start concentrating on these huge concepts of 
um, who are we, where do we come from, the whole concept about true world history, the rabbit hole goes so deep that if we were to just tell a, a random person on the street who has no idea about this stuff, uh, you know, just some of it, it would really be hard to kind of process. So what, what needs to happen before that is the spiritual um, evolution and revolution. So 2020 to me, you know, this new decade, new energy, uh, we give it symbol. We we've given 2020 so much symbolism and so much energy that it is going to become something because of the fact that we're collectively, you know, new decade, new year. It's two new things right there. So, um, and I do like the clarity thing. And for my, if we were going to do our conference in 2020, I was thinking of like 2020 vision. You know what I mean? Like third eye, 2020 third eye vision. <laughs> That's where we're heading. So, for for me, planting the seeds, picking up more momentum with the events that we're doing, fine tuning my practices. Um, getting more um, fine-tuning and solidifying my platform enough so that it can sustain me and all the speakers that we work with on even more of an abundant level so that we can continue doing the work that we're doing. And that's my intention for 2020. Awesome. Thank you, Neil, so much. Absolutely. And uh, just a quick uh, shout out to Percy. Percy had to leave a moment ago. So thank you again to Percy and be sure to check out his uh, links in the show notes as well. And um, I'll pass it back to Neil in a second for uh, some flow tree. And um, or, or I'll just kind of share, I guess I'll just share some of my some of my intentions and, and just kind of riffing off what off what Neil was saying as well. Um, absolutely. I, I, I feel 2020 and beyond is a lot to do with kind of like the themes of regeneration. You know, it's kind of like, there's been a lot, there's, there's been like kind of like this big kind of like explosion of consciousness that's happened since 2012 to where we are now. And there's been like a lot of upheaval. Like if you literally think of an explosion, it's like things got flown all over the place. Things got like lifted out of the ground. We're, we've seen more again, the awareness is there. We've seen a lot of things. And now it's kind of like regeneration earth. What do we want to create moving forward? How do we want to begin moving from that place of just like being in awareness, but actively healing, actively recreating, actively creating the foundations for, you know, 2022, 25, 2030 type thing. So for, for myself moving into 2020 and 20 and beyond for the coming years, uh, for myself, I, again, within the paradigm shift central project, I, I really continue to hold this vision of, Paradigm Shift Central serving the community in a way that, again, is continuing to bring together leaders and creators while also being able to help feature leaders and creators and becoming a more known story that other people are collectively acknowledging within the community where for them, it's it's very powerful to see all these different creators, but then to see these creators coming together for us to be able to have a nexus. Uh, there's a great purpose in that. There's a great there's a great way that that helps serve in the story. So continuing to hold space for that, while essentially just continuing to to grow our audience and for us to develop as individuals, to develop as leaders, and for us to really be able to to make that commitment to ourselves, for us to be able to live and lead by that example of showing up each and every day. Again, going back into that, that theme that I was talking about of feeling this call into our best self and, and giving ourselves what we need so that we can continue to show up. So moving into 2020, I really, I really set the intention for, for like good coordination within the team and like a lot of clarity with communication and like meaningful, impactful demonstration of conscious media, more conscious events, things like ecstatic dance, more gatherings that we're hosting, more conferences and things like that. Uh, again, just being able to help like bring people together to connect them, 
to to invite people into the story for more people to literally be able to identify as shifters as a light guardian if they choose if that context if it makes sense for them and for more people to be able to feel a sense of home in the paradigm shift central community seeing it as like this like digital haven this digital like metaphysical haven for us to be able to come together and that's this vision where we come together in these synergy circles we gather for a couple hours a week and then we go out in all these fractals and we're doing things we're planting seeds we might not always be seeing everything that we're doing and then we come back and then we do it again and for that to continue to serve as a breath so paradigm shift central again has been doing this for 10 years and I think again, it, there's there's a lot to be proud of, and and I say that you know as a little pat on the back for myself, but I say it for the community as well. If, if we think about you know what seeds have we planted with paradigm shift, how many people have come across paradigm shift and either seen my work or your work or your work or somebody's work in the community, they've created some connection, they've seen this, and it's meant something to them. It's invited them into this idea of being able to know that there are others out there who are identifying with this purpose of showing up, of making a difference, of helping assist with the shift in consciousness and for them, to, for them to be able to say, yes, this is what I feel called to too. This is something that I literally came here to do at this time on earth because it's what I can do. You know, if you know you can make a difference, then you're obligated in some way to be able to make a difference. And here in the community, we invite each other into that story of choosing to be the change that we wish to see in this world. And so out of this, we continue to plant seeds. We continue to become a, a, a bigger community, but also a crystallized community. It's a lot of crystallization. There's been a lot of refinement, a lot of growth that has happened through Paradigm Shift, even for myself. Obviously, Paradigm Shift is, is a reflection of myself. And so as I continue to grow, it continues to grow and we continue to grow as a community. Neil, I'm going to pass it over to you if you got one minute to yep, do some flow trees. Exactly since I know one you minute. have to head out. <laughs> Go for it, buddy. But I'm going to do three, even though I have one. I'm going to stop time. All right. Okay, these actually I wrote in the last month. The ghost of the dark worlds. A spirit of the ocean reflected in the pearls. Enter, entering Fibonacci spiral speed picks up in this whirlpool of light with heavenly sight. I see through densities. There are plenty of enemies to go all around. Attempting to stop all creations that are so profound will shake the top of the mound with a sermon once said. For over 2,000 years we bled. Eyes blood shut red from the herb that I smoked to the sleeping and the woke. Don't provoke because the cosmic joke won't always make you laugh. Coming from the past to teach about the future, I diffuse the rhyme slayer, soul slayer, conscious creator, existential innovator. One prayer is all we need to plant seeds to live, kid. This is the planetary system that you're living in, so embrace the solar dust that you face. Displace the rust the matrix has laced. Perpetuate the rat race, fragmenting from humanity's birthplace to the third dimensional aspect of linear space. In case of limitation, pollution, and waste, I erase this timeline, replace the elitist bloodline, spit fire from the chakra points in my spine, relentlessly find a way to bend back time before dimensional incline when we were all one, before off our axis we were spun. It's gonna keep going. Nice, dude. Absolutely. That'll okay, so I have three. I'm just going to go through all of these as if they're one. I'm going to try something different, kind of like a psychedelic journey. So, This is called Lyrical Genius. I am a prolific lyricist, the sickest physicist, praised by anarchists to deconstruct, mold, and erect new structures and stuff that will redefine the earth to know who we are. This is by far the best interpretation of a way to incorporate nations into business states. Entities control my mind and soul, godless, victimless, and old, paradigm of the ones who claim to know where every DNA strand holds the information of all mankind and our route back to the central mind, that one that vibrates, makes the world shake, 
the earth will quake, penetrate rhymes and skills, spin back vinyl spit, ill flows hit high notes, my high grows just a little bit more each time I toke to the ignorant and the woke, embody the paradoxical reality, the challenge will be to live in duality while existing consciously, but it will be done as I go home and the black sun, the central one, yes, yes, the central one. I generate rhymes that penetrate timelines, travel back into worlds unseen and unheard. In the beginning was the word, unfathomed, this illusion of reality is blurred, a dimension where words were slurred, not quite yet articulated. Dualistic experiences were not yet incurred, so I fly high, open my metallic wings like a bird. In the days of old, I was a celestial craft with lightning surrounding off, taking off in a flash through bridges in space-time eliminate distances. Life is just a series of instances. I'm instantly in bliss when I reminisce of a fifth dimensional activist who raises fist to stop all this BS and division within the prison. This industrial system is forcing the Messiah to once again become risen. Not lending energy time to dismiss them. I wish them or they, but who is they? to never reincarnate again. Recycle the souls into the central black hole. Time to bring back the days of old combined with the new wisdom. I embrace my earthly mission. The intergalactic vision is to rejoin all the civilizations that are patiently waiting for us to grow up and mature. The beings that are here to reinsure that one day this universal war that is currently at the shores of our watery planet will no longer endure. Karmic cycle will end. Bright space time will end. And our ancestors from the heavens will descend. Last one. Awesome, a, a spirit once asked me if I was alive. Do I feel alive? Water my seeds flourish and thrive. Step away from the white light. Don't go in, especially if you committed too much sin. The light is just an apparition that once you enter, your soul will be split, splintered, fragmented, and injured, spread across galaxies, dimensions, and universes, a personification of traumas and worthlessness. Energy turned into actual entity, creating entropy, herbs from the dispensary, keep me from ascending out of this density. Abundance signifies there is plenty. I send a lack mentality through the black hole the massive one in the middle of a spiraling world where the laws of physics are exclusive. Hieroglyphics and tribal medicines make me lucid, open portals within my own consciousness, listen to esoteric lyricism, unconscious fanaticism, spiritual activism. I came through the prism into my first physical incarnation. I lost count of how many times my curiosity brought me back to this now. Earthly experiences transcend challenges and birth is a portal into another existence over and over again. The cycle was never meant to end until the prophecies unfold and send a signal to the highest dimension that the population has regained memories in their brains. Broke through quarantine and unshackled the chains, went against the grains, clutched the mud and the rain, realized we are all one, no more fame. Deprogram deprogrammed and re-entrained our belief systems from darkness and pain to unconditional love. It's the highest vibration, a gift from above. Thank you, guys. Beautiful. Sap, sap, sap. Awesome, thank you, Neil, that was amazing. How, how new were those? Two or three weeks ago. That's why I haven't memorized them yet, so I couldn't do them like as fast as I normally do, you know? <laughs> okay, I gotta go to a That's wedding. Awesome. Love you guys. All right, have a beautiful time, man. Thank you. Great to see you again. See ya. Much love. Awesome. Sweet. Well, thank you again to Neil. Be sure to check out more of his work. You can check out portaltoascension.org and also Instagram, Portal to Ascension, and we'll post the link for that into the show notes. So again, we're gonna get close to wrapping this up in the next minute, and it's, uh, Bevan is still here. Oh, yeah, Bevan is still here, and uh, I'm still here, and again, we're just gonna kind of close it off. So uh, again, kind of just finishing on, on the thoughts that I was just talking about in terms of like my personal visions and everything like that, again, I am very, very excited for the future of, of what we are creating here through Paradigm Shift, of being able to bring together people who are 
who are who are on that path as conscious creators as conscious leaders and for us to continue to essentially grow as a as a team of real world superheroes as a team of light guardians and so again there's people i'm so blessed to have already been connected with you the people listening to this and the people who are continuing to come into the project and there's more people who are who are maybe you know starting their youtube channel in a year from now and we're gonna find them and we're gonna keep our eyes open for them and we're gonna help like more people hear their story and support them and so that is the vision to be able to help you know like help as many conscious creators as we can along this journey as we continue to grow as a community and so i thank every single person again for being a part of that and i know i know that as the paradigms continue to shift let us hold vision so when we go out there and we do an interview with people on the street again and we start asking them questions and, you know, just as a theoretical example, just be like, hey, like, did you know that you're an infinite soul like here in a human experience? They would be like, yes, yes, I do. I do know that. And so just imagine that. Imagine the future where more people are kind of tapped into that reality, where they are living it. And that reality is being brought through because of our art, because of our action, because of our community in engagement and because of our love so i again thank everyone for carrying the shift with you that is the ongoing story you carry the shift with you beyond this broadcast throughout your week throughout your day throughout your art throughout your social media posts throughout your little actions throughout your self-love you carry it with you and you shift the paradigms by you working on yourself you continue to shift the paradigms in the collective as you expand we expand and as we expand the universe expands so thank you for showing up and for doing the work and for us together being the hundredth monkey and i think that's a very beautiful vision and so let us continue to be the candles that ignite the many flames that ignite the many candles knowing that each candle is the same light so with that said we're gonna wrap it up um bevan i'll just pass it over to you just for any closing gratitude and then we'll officially be done the broadcast so uh bevan any any closing message of hope and inspiration for the people tuned in and any closing gratitude for for the project and for the community you'd like to share go ahead oh, just check your mute real quick Nope, not yet. Double check. Any there we go. Okay. There we go. <laughs> My message is simple for tonight, and that is to just keep choosing love. Keep choosing love throughout your day, through um, through your breath, through your thoughts, through where you're putting your energy and focus, and just keep keep bringing it back to to love and to appreciation and to gratitude for what the gifts and the blessings that we all have in front of us, whether they're big or small, they're, they're there. And to keep seeing the beauty in life and to, to focus on being present. And, you know, like that's all we really need is, is that. And that is the, the light that is guiding us as we go forward into this awesomeness. <laughs> that is birthing future. through us and unfolding through us. <laughs> awesome. Bevan, thank you again. And just remind people where they can, what they can search to find you on social media real quick, if you'd like. And um, any other services that you might be offering if people are interested? Because I know you got some stuff you're working on. Right now, the best, the most content that I put out is on Instagram. So if you go look up heavenly being with two b's in the being 
um, that's my Instagram. Perfect. All right. And we'll post that into the YouTube chat right now. And again, that'll be in the show notes as well. And yes, Bevan, thank you. Thank you again for, for joining and for being a part of the synergy circle and for being a part of the vibration that we're sending out and yeah, for Mm -hmm. inviting more people to see what you're creating as well. So thank you, Bevan. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Brendan. Thank you. All right. So like I said, we're just going to close this off and as we do this, I just want to be able to like invite all of us just a very, very micro meditation. Again, let's just kind of like close our eyes and invite us to just really briefly, yep, but yet with intention, just kind of like acknowledge and be proud of the ways in which we are continuing to shift consciousness. Like, let's just kind of like, again, reflect back on like, you know, where we were like 20 years ago, give or take for anybody here and where we were as an individual and where we were as a collective and just kind of taking a moment here to just honor our story and to just hold gratitude for our past that has brought us to where we are now. And so bring yourself through that past into this present and just say thank you. Just say thank you to yourself. Say thank you to the community. Thank you to the story. Thank you to the shift in consciousness that has allowed us to experience this beautifully unique journey of this collective awakening that is happening. This very, very exciting time that we get to be a part of. Again, I, I feel there's a lot of honor in being able to witness and be a part of the shift in consciousness that is happening right now. So take a breath there into this present moment and let us create promises for ourselves as we move forward. Simple promises, yet ones that will root themselves deeply. Simple promises and just choosing the promise to show up as best as we can. And that's really all it is. That's really the only promise that we make, that we need to make. And knowing that that honest effort to show up as best as we can is an honest effort to keep learning, to keep growing, to keep expanding, to keep going beyond our comfort zones, to expand our edges, to be aware of others. And to be able to help create space and hold space for the people who are awakening each and every single day and for us to lead by example, for us to be able to do things like free hugs, to create art, to go out and engage with community, to practice our own self-love. And to do so knowing that that is important, that that is more seen than we may realize And that everything, that everything that we are doing is making a difference. So let us continue to plant those seeds. So gratitude for the past, gratitude to the present, gratitude to the future is all one. So take one more deep breath here, gentle inhale. Big exhale. And bring a smile to your face as you think about all the exciting things that we still get to create. Yay! (laughs) All right. So thank you again, everyone, so much for being a part of this broadcast. As I said, the story continues through the love that you share, through the shift that you carry with you out into your community, out into your work, out into your everyday action. So thank you 
for being a part of this story. Be sure to check out more at paradigmshiftcentral.com. Connect with our team chat. All the links for this are in the show notes down below in YouTube. Subscribe to Paradigm Shift Radio on iTunes. You can check out more of the items such as the shift buttons, which again are tools to be able to help assist you shift consciousness, light guardian crystals at questitemshop.com. And you can also support on Patreon with a monthly micro donation to support the ongoing broadcast for this project and the ongoing evolution of it and the personal work that I do as well. So thank you again, everyone. Be sure to follow me at Mystic Spider-Man on Instagram and look up Paradigm Shift Central on Instagram as well. And keep an eye open for that as more content is featured through the community. And you can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and any other links as well in the info on YouTube, uh, including the featured members from this broadcast. So if anybody that you heard today, be sure to connect to their Instagram and feel free to even just send them a DM and just be like, yo, I heard you on this broadcast and I just wanted to say thumbs up. For any of everybody here, really make a note of just like expressing gratitude, expressing gratitude for for your for your fellow shifters, for your community members as we continue to celebrate what we are creating together. So with that said, my name is Brendan, aka Skull Babylon, Mystic Spider-Man, Wolf Shield. Happy early November 11th. Happy full moon. Join us for our full moon guided story meditation November 11th at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time or listen to it afterwards when you get the chance. And as always... Go like this video, share it with your friends, keep it shifty, and we will see you in the future. On behalf of everyone who is here during this broadcast, much love, and yeah, thank you so much for being here once again. So I'm the only one left in the broadcast right now, so I'm just going to make some howling noises on my own, but anybody listening to this in the future, please feel free to howl, especially if you're like out in public and people are just like, <laughs> that's different, but hey, <laughs> thanks again. All right, much love, everyone. Thanks again. Go team. Special thank you to Danny Leonardo, whose music is featured at the beginning and end of this broadcast. Be sure to check out more of Danny's work in the link in the YouTube info below. Thank you, Danny.